Welcome to the Mostly Pad Out at Night. Mostly, I am Graveyard, joined by my co-host, Salem. Hello. This is episode 13 of our weekly All Things Horror podcast. This is part three of our four-parter on the Halloween franchise and its multiple timelines. Uh, this episode, we will call the timeline everyone loves to hate. For whatever reason, you know, Halloween 3 and the Rob Zombie movies do have a lot of hate associated with them, and since they're kind of standalone things, we decided to group these together for this episode. So the first movie we will be discussing is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Uh, so we'll do our typical plot summary with thoughts, lore, ratings, and all that stuff for all these movies. <clears throat> So, this movie begins... I'm trying to remember the exact beginning now. Um, I the, dude is, the dude is the dude running, running away. Yes. Yeah. So, there's a guy running away. He has something kind of hanging out of his pocket, and he's kind of running through a junkyard, um, and he's being followed by two men that are in business suits, you know, drive past. Uh, he thinks he's hiding but he keeps like moving around in the junkyard peering to see if they go and they kind of reverse and get out and they start one gets out starts going after him um chases him down he's between two cars in the junkyard and he starts choking him and the guy on the ground um he sees a truck that has a ridiculously long chain on it and he pulls it and to un- unchuck the car, and it crushes the guy. Just it's a re- really low, you know, slow roll. It crushes him. He gets out. The other guy starts to go after him, um, as well. And does he kill that one too? No, I think he just runs away. Okay, so he runs away. Ends up at a gas station trying to. He gets injured though by the guy pretty injured um so he goes to the gas station guys there watching tv um it's kind of a thunderstormish type thing right and he shows up a uh, hole in the mask and a uh, commercial plays with the world's most annoying music eight more yeah, days not- till halloween halloween oh, halloween there yeah got- right and he's like, oh, it's it's that, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of um, kind of passes out. Uh, and he's still being followed. The, I don't know, gas clerk takes him to the hospital where we meet our, our main protagonist, played by the awesome 80s Tom Atkins. Yeah, who's like a, apparently like the pinnacle of like masculine beauty in that time period. Oh, absolutely. I don't understand how or why, but he is. Well, I mean... You, you got the you got the haircut. You got the Tom Selleck mustache, right? That, that's that's all you needed in the eighties. We yeah, we yeah, were that like borderline chauvinistic attitude, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, takes him there. The guy's going. You know, he was holding on to this. Shows him it's a mask. He's like, I don't. I just don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble. I I was told if I help a guy, you know, I had nothing to do with this you know, because he was concerned about whether he was being accused of hurting the guy or not. Um, Wait, so, to be fair, he was a black guy, so right, <laughs> and this is a white hospital, so yeah, I understand his anxiety there. Yeah, um, so they get him kind of sedated. The guy, uh, 
uh, Tom Atkins takes the mask. He's starting to get ready um, to to pack up, and the let's call him the businessman comes in, gouges his fingers into the guy's eyes, and p- breaks his nose by gently pulling it up and out. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite know. I think he like stuck his finger between his eye sockets, and then like pulled the bone between them out. I don't. Something I don't like understand that. how it worked, but it looked painful. Yeah, right. So, like, it, so the guy's dead. Um, the business guy goes out in the parking lot and calmly douses himself with the gasoline and lights himself on fire and big explosion. Um. So. You know, they want something that didn't seem right to the doctor. I don't remember his name. The doctor? Yeah. Tom Atkins? Yeah, his, his character name. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know his character name. <laughs> wow, how do I not know it? It's Tom Atkins. That's, that's, that's what awesome. I called him the whole movie. I'm like, Tom Atkins. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It's who he is. Right. So I'm, I'm looking up his name just so we can say his name. Um, doctor something. Doctor something. Yes, he is. Doctor something. Uh, Daniel Chalice. There you go. Yeah, yeah, Daniel. I don't know if he's ever called Daniel, other than his wife, ex-wife, whatever she was. She was an ex-wife. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, he go was he go home first? Um, I think or does he go. He doesn't go to the bar yet. He goes home. No, yeah, I think that's when he does. He brings the kids. Uh, masks, yeah. He bought, he bought them really what they consider really shitty masks, and they already okay. got the those were those were like normal nineteen eighties masks that he got, right? But like um, the formed plastic garbage yeah. ones, right? Kind of like the formed plastic ones that Michael Myers wore in nineteen sixty three for the sure. clown. Yeah. Um. So he's like, "Hey, I got you guys mask for Halloween." Blah blah blah. The wife's like, "Oh, they already got the silver shamrock masks." Premium, premium, premium mask, premium mask, and Silver Shamrock's a company. Big old pin on it that says it's a Silver Shamrock. Um, and the stupid commercial comes on. They put their masks on. You know, talking about like this free giveaway. You know, that comes at like what nine o'clock on Halloween night. Nine p.m. on Halloween night. Yes. Yeah. Um. So she's like, "Oh, it's just like you." Blah blah blah. He's just trying to be a decent dad leaves um and then we kind of catch up to him and they were doing kind of the forensics on the guy who burned himself in the car and he's like hey i'm doctor's pathologist wherever, wherever she is more you know, i don't know what she'd be doing um not pathologist though kind of corner type ish yeah, thing for, but like that forensic forensic analysis <laughs> yeah. yeah forensic technician or something Try to piece out the parts that are the guy and the parts that are the car. Um, he's just like, hey, this is on the down low and, you know, talking about going out and being very chauvinistic, just has his hand on her ass. <laughs> Again, this is apparently this is like the peak of masculinity in the in the early 80s. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, he goes to his favorite drinking hole, which she's having. He's the only one there. Uh, the commercial comes out and he's like, hey, buddy, can you change that? I'm like, I would I would do the same thing. I'm like, this is really annoying. I wouldn't be as calm as he would be, though. Right. There would like, be a lot more colorful language in my request. 
but we find out it's like three more days to Halloween. Then we start getting like, you know, the twenty, you know, the twenty ninth. Um, and then the woman shows up. I don't know. She looks like twenty. Ellie, yeah, if if that, she looks yeah. like she's young. She's yeah. very young, but um, she's not as old as she. Or she's not as young as she looks. Right, right. She does say that at some point. She does never says how old she is. She yeah. just says, "I'm not as young as I look." Yeah, we'll get, like, we'll get. I to laugh that. because I'm like, "No, you probably are." We'll get, we'll get to that point. Yeah. Tom Atkins is a creep. We'll get to that point and how weird is when she said it when she yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she's like, "Hey, that was my dad. I'm I'm glad you came to the funeral. You know, he owns this toy store that's going out of business, and he was there to pick up the silver shamrock." masks and she's pretty sure he was there that's how we're we're in from she's like she's like you want to go with me he's like yeah sure why not you just met <laughs> right he's like yeah sure i have nothing else to do i might as well go take a trip with you to the town right um he's a doctor it's not like he's got anything else to do. right right clearly nothing else to do he just leaves right. um right. he you know calls his his ex-wife. oh yeah also abandons his children don't yes. forget Yes, he calls his wife. He's like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if there'll be a phone. I'm just gonna be gone for a couple of days. I'll be that back to take him trick or treating, right? Yeah, something tells me that's not the first kind of phone call he's made like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they go to this town. It's kind of a ghost town ish. Um, you know, it's It's CCTV. It's the Irish ghost town. Yeah, so CCTV's (laughs) everywhere. Um, they're like, oh, we're people are recognized that we're outsiders, right? So man, we can't go snooping around. So let's get this hotel. Go to the hotel. You know, the guy's kind of like, you know, talking about, you know, Mr. Cochran. He's the greatest thing that ever happened in this town. He opened up the factory however many years ago and, and stuff like that. So uh, he, she, Ellie gets the owner of the hotel to show her the glorious, you know, room. I don't know how long that tour really takes, but it has new pipes. The new, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the doctor goes and looks at the registrar, sees that the guy was there, in fact, uh, gave him $40, which, you know, for a couple lines, 40 bucks, that's pretty good. Let's face it. Well, that's expensive back in those days. Well, yeah. Um, so, you know, as he's walking back, he almost gets killed. By an RV with a bike, with <laughs> the number one salesman of the silver shamrock masks and his wife and kid, and then he almost gets hit going to the next room by somebody from California that was there because you know with these big companies it's you can't just do it by mail; you'd rather do it by person because you're just a small guy, so you have to go there and pick up the masks. Um, fun fact, as I'm sure it is you know Salem. He learned in Search of Darkness that's his actual Tom Atkins wife. Because <laughs> <laughs> he talked about what, what we're getting to during the Search of Darkness for this movie. Right. Um, so, and, you know, they're talking about, like, you know, uh, how they're going to, you know, is he going to sleep in the car? Is he going to sleep on the ground? And, and she goes, Where do you want to sleep? <laughs> Well, Ellie, I think you know the answer to that. Yeah, that's all it takes. Right, that's all it takes. I'm like, holy crap! 
I was like, I was like literally talking about saying to myself, I'm like, that's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. Like in this era, apparently if you're Tom Atkins, that's all it takes. We, we missed out. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. Um, but he needs to get something to drink. Right. So he goes to the liquor store and while he's, while he's out, you know, you hear this, uh, you know, citywide curfew. Everyone has to go inside. Right? Voiced by who? Oh, I knew it sounded familiar. Who is it? <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. It was Jamie Lee Curtis, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Okay. I um, looked in the credits. I didn't see her in the credits, but that is her voice. I mean, okay. like every time it's the operator talking on the phone or that yeah. curfew, it's her voice. And, and it wasn't in the credits, but I know it's her. Okay. Makes sense. Good little nod, right? Yeah. Um. So we see Ellie get you know get in the shower. She's too cold. Immediately out of the shower, cold. Gets a towel on, then wraps herself up in the blanket and just kind of sits there. The doctor walks back. He runs into a uh, drunk. He's like, "I ain't got no disease. Can I have a sip of that?" Uh, <laughs> no, get the hell away from me. It's That's the what he 80s, should have said. Well, yeah, it's, it's the, the 80s. 80s. So he's like, oh, here you go, buddy. Right. And so um, he goes kind of into it how uh, Cochran came in and wouldn't hire anyone who wasn't Irish, brought in his own people. So anyone that was a local there couldn't work there anymore at the factory. And he's like, you know, saying, you know, fuck you, Cochran. Don't worry. They're everywhere. Um, uh Eventually, he gets killed. He, he gets some businessmen there, and they kill him. Rip, they rip off his head, actually. Yeah, just like, pop. Right. <laughs> Boom. It's easy. Yeah. E- easy peasy. People are made of squishy jelly. Uh, I mean, that's true. <laughs> I think it takes a little bit more effort. But we'll learn more right. in a moment. Um, so he, you know, he goes, uh, the doctor goes back to the room. Um, and while he's doing that, the sales lady, uh, next door found a loose pin of the silver shamrock and see there's like a microchip on the back of it. So she starts fiddling with it. Right. Uh, and she gets back and, you know, lo and behold that Ellie is wearing lingerie under the towel waiting for the doctor as you as, do. as yeah, as you do. As I you mean, do. so don't worry. She's not as young as she looks. Right. So they have sex. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Well, yeah, but she says that right before they do. Just so oh, everybody's aware. Oh, no. She's not no. as young as she looks. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not before. It's before the second time. They oh, already I'm, do oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They already have sex. Okay. All right. Well, you know, when you're at that boiling point, you know, your brain isn't exactly working correctly, right? So, like, you got to... You gotta get you had that first one out, okay, and then your brain is like trying to process, and he's like, "Oh, what did I do? Right, right. I can't do this again. I shouldn't have done it the first time." And then she's like, "No, no, no, it's okay. Right. I'm, I'm not as young as I look. Are. Yeah, oh, I'm not oh. as young as I look. That's okay, it. so let's do it. <laughs> right, yeah, that's all. It, that's all it takes. I'm not as oh. young as I look. Oh, cool. Right, Sweet. yeah, that's the easy, easy piece. When you're Tom Atkins. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, next door, the woman. Does something to the microchip. A laser shoots into her mouth, and her face starts <laughs> decaying. All right, 
into like bugs and and snakes uh, and shit. Right? Uh, I don't, I'm sure you love that scene. No, I did not. And that's the There's thing. A just, giant bug. I don't even know yeah. what kind of bug it was. It yeah. was disgustingly huge, <laughs> and it went into her hair. It like yeah. it freaked me out. It's real too. No, no, I know. Um, so that's the part in the Search of Darkness that you know Tom Atkins was pretending to have sex with his wife in the next building. <laughs> I thought it was a great story. He did, Kooky old man in the search of darkness. Love his stories. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's probably, he's one of the best parts. Yeah. Um. So then they kind of start uh, hatching the plan. Like they meet Cochran and the guy. Oh, because there was an accident. Um, you know that something happened. There was a defect. Did they say it was a defect or they said a misfire? Well, okay. When they were talking amongst themselves, they said it was a misfire. Yeah. When they were talking to everyone else, they said it was just a medical thing, and they had to. They were taken into their own medical facility. Hmm. Yeah, and then the next day, they went to go to the office to go find about. They well, they said they didn't get a package because they were like trying to get a cover for why yeah. they were talking to the 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 package delivery people. Right. <clears throat> so. uh so you know, you find out that the best salesman is invited to get the tour of the factory. Buddy, buddy. right? Buddy. His name was Buddy. Buddy. And buddy and Buddy Junior. Buddy and Buddy Junior. Yeah. So um, he's like, "Hey, you should invite you know my buddy here. Buddy's gonna invite his buddy, the doctor right. and Ellie." Yeah. And he's like, you know, the the, the astute Irish businessman. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I don't like this idea, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like, hey, we're getting in. All right. And they have, to have this plan to get in. Uh, and they kind of start sneaking a bit. Uh, you know, hey, you should see the processing line. And like, the kid, Buddy Jr. tries taking a mask. He's like, oh, it hasn't gone through final processing yet. He's like, well, final processing? It looks done to me. You know. Um, they lock that family into a room, and they give the kid a mask. Um, and then all the while they're uh, kind of sneaking around uh, the doctor and Ellie, and they get caught. And he's like, "Hey, the Cochran's like, hey, watch this." And so he puts on the TV in the room with the family and does these special presentation in an early show. And the kid starts grabbing his mask that he's wearing and starts dissolving into his head. And just loads of crickets, cockroaches, snakes Whoa. come out of his face. Yes. The mom faints. Yes. The dad gets bitten by a rattlesnake and goes down. And they, they're like, oh, they're done. I'm like, well, the mom's just fainted. <laughs> well, I'm sure they were like, the bugs are all over her when she's on the ground. Yeah. And so, I mean, if there was that many bugs in the room that I was trapped in, I would probably die of fright. <laughs> um, so I was like, "That's my plan. It's the ultimate trick or treat." I'm like, "Why, why are you even showing him? What was the purpose of showing him?" He, he's him he's like, "He's like a Bond villain. He's yeah. got to like show off what he's doing." Right? Show, but look what I can do. Exactly. Uh, so it's like now you've seen too much, and like. <laughs> <laughs> So he ties him up, 
puts a mask, skeleton mask on him and has a TV in there, and it's like 7.45. And, like, it's going to be at 9 p.m. And it takes about, what, 15-ish minutes for him to get out of his restraints. Okay. Well, yeah, also, they're like, how long did it take him to drive there? Right. Like, long enough where they, like, decided to get a hotel room instead of coming back the next day. Like, that's how far it was. Yeah. That, that's just weird. Um, uh, and so he starts sneaking around. He grabs, realizes it's, it's, you know, part of the mask. He calls his ex-wife, tell him that they can't wear the mask, blah, blah, blah. I thought you said you didn't come for trick-or-treating. Don't put them, get rid of the mask. Don't let them watch TV, right? Um, he finds out that Ellie is being held there as well. And then they have the worst sneaking moments in a wide-open warehouse factory floor. Like, they literally have the cart of masks. They're moving behind for stacks of boxes. They're only too high. It's a big, wide-open area. Um, I I know. (laughs) I'm just like, how do you not see them? Um, But we find, you know, sorry if I mentioned that we hear newscasts that a piece of Stonehenge has been stolen, and Cochran has right. it, and that's what he's using to play the ultimate trick or treat. You know, his 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 bond his bond dialogue is going. You know, the last great trick or treat was three thousand years ago, and it, you know they ran red with blood of animals and children sacrifices. Yes, <laughs> everyone you know everyone needs is entitled to one good scare, which is our kind of a reoccurring phrase throughout the Halloween franchise. Right. Um. So there's a bunch of businessmen there. Uh, oh, while he's escaping, he managed to punch one of the businessmen in the stomach and talk about being made of jelly. He, his hand, he basically just pushed his hand through him and pulled out yellow goo. Oh, uh, and wires. And wire. <laughs> so the businessmen are androids, robots, right? Automatons. Yes. Automatons. Yes. So that's why they're able to easily. Uh, do that, and um, when he called the doctor, I forgot to mention this previously, called the person that the forensic analysis does work on, she's like, oh, this is all machinery, this is all plastic and wires, and, you know, a businessman comes and kills her, because yep. she found that out. And so... No loose ends. No loose ends, yes. Uh, so, they decide to sneak around some more, and Cochran kind of sees them, and he just happens to go to the computer and press three buttons. He just happens to know the sequence to play the special message ahead of time, just on the screens. A bunch of scientists are around in a circle. And he goes up the stairs and throws down a whole box of microchips, which start shooting lasers <laughs> out everywhere and electrifying people, kills everyone. And Cochran just kind of stand there looking at him. And when it's finished, he just goes, okay, and does a small golf clap. It's just standing there. You're like you've done you stood there for like twenty minutes watching him do all of this. <laughs> and then, you know, he uh gets lasered and disintegrated between the circle that was formed and the piece of Stonehenge, and they realize they have to stop the broadcast. So the broadcast is still going on. The tapes have been sent to the you know, broadcast stations. That was the, yeah, the weird part where he like stood in front of Stonehenge and then became like 
almost like a weird like stone like glowing stone thing himself yeah he just like disintegrated right disappeared yeah so the evil irishman was destroyed right as he should be (laughs) and so they're driving back and that's like oh and then ellie starts choking and scratching at tom atkins face and like they get into car accident she's kind of flung from it and her arms torn off she's a robot or automaton as well (laughs) yes you know and so she gets there he pulls off her head (laughs) and her body her eyes are still moving but then the arm attacks her again and then just kind of stops so then he runs and he goes back to the same gas station that the guy ran to at the beginning the same attendance there He's like, I gotta use your phone. Calling this, you gotta turn it off. You gotta turn it off. Like they're flipping through the channels. Oh, it's turned off. Okay, flip to the next station. Oh, sorry. Oh, that one's turned off. Turn the third one. It's not turning off. Turn it off. <laughs> stop it. He said, stop, stop it like, like twelve times. More than twelve. Yeah. Stop it. 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 Yeah. And it's still gone. Until, yeah, until you're unnerved and then it's fade to black. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's okay. Uh, I'll go with my first thought. Like I said, when I watched this, probably 96, 97, it did, like I said, I didn't know enough about the franchise. So this wasn't really a thing. I just thought it was Season of the Witch. I go, okay, it's odd. There's no Michael Myers. But I didn't mind it. I still thought it was a good movie, regardless. Um, so, like I said, when I first watched it, it didn't really bother me. And the first thoughts, like, it's still pretty good. You know, will they do a sequel? You know, don't know. What were your first thoughts when you saw this? Um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I know I saw it. This is, I mean, this is back in the, you know, VHS rental days. Um. I know I, I rented Halloween one, Halloween two, and Halloween three. I don't believe I saw any more. Like I, I think I stopped <laughs> after three, but I did like three. I just was I was a little confused because I watched them all like together. I was like Halloween one, two, and then three. You know, they're like because the one and two are like again, two is like the same night, right? <laughs> as one, so it's like it's the same characters, like literally like the same night, and then the third one is like the odd man out. It's it was. A little off-putting, but just watching the movie itself, I enjoyed it. You know, it felt like, you know, like a, you know, like a kind of cheesy '80s adventure movie. You know, like yeah. mystery adventure. It, it, it was about akin to all, you know, a lot of the other movies that came out around that time. I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I mean, it was for the '80s, and being a Halloween movie, air quotes, it wasn't a slasher. No, at all. It was like a world killing domination plot like it yeah. it was a grander scale of things well like i said i mean yeah like horror is is a lot farther down on the list of this one well you look at like one and two horror is like you know capital h horror like those are like yeah. that's all those movies are essentially is horror slashers and then the third one is like horror is like now like third on the list you know i mean you got like adventure and sci-fi, which consider yeah. sci-fi in there okay, too. Yeah, so it's fourth on the list. So yeah, yeah. Be like adventure, mystery, sci-fi, and then horror. I mean, it's kind of like just a, an undertone, um, right. which is interesting for the Halloween, 
you know, series. I yeah. understand where they were trying to go with it, and I think it's interesting. I just think that um, having this as three and not two, I think, put a lot of people off. Yeah, I mean, we we know now that's kind of, I think fairly common knowledge that he wanted this to be number two. He just wanted Halloween right. to be an anthology series from the very beginning. Right. But the studio wouldn't let him do it, so he did Halloween 2. Right. And he goes, all right, Halloween 3 is going is the last one he's really involved with, writing and stuff like that. And he's Season of the Witch about witchcraft, just an anthology, a different set of stories that happen on Halloween time frame. Right. And oh. again, I, I, if this was 2, I, I think it would have been fine. I think the Halloween franchise would have went in a different direction. Totally. Yeah. Um. It's just, yeah, it's off-putting that one and two are, like, the same characters, same night, same everything, and then three is, like, different. Right. And, is, it's just off-putting. And unfortunately, this is, like, people were so expecting to be, you know, Michael Myers. They should just call it Halloween Season of the Witch. Not even number three. Just, if you want to keep the Halloween, and then you have the subtitle being Season of the Witch, not Halloween 3, fine. But it was so panned critically panned that we got the revenge of the return of Michael Myers because we were like, all right, we don't want Michael Myers again. We were expecting Michael Myers. We didn't get Michael Myers. So the anthology died. With which is, which is a shame, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, it would have been a big thing for its time. Right. Um, but for rewatches, this is, this is one I rewatch. I do watch it one, two, three, four, five, six. I don't watch it separately, you know, on its own thing. I just go, you know, in chronological order when this when these came out. Um, is this something you rewatch, or you, or something you would we rewatch um, more? Yeah, I, I mean, I rewatch it. I mean, again, it's it's like a fun, you know, eighties action adventure, you know, <laughs> sci fi, you know, movie. I mean, akin to akin to like John Carpenter movies, but more of his his funner, you know. You know his more fun movies that he has. You know, like Big Trouble in Little China, not really as good <laughs> as that, but on the same vein. I know that he didn't direct it or anything, but you know he was involved in the process. Oh, heavily involved. He wrote it. Yeah, him and Deborah right. Hill. Yeah, right. So I mean, it's but uh, yeah. So I mean, it's along that same vein. So I mean, if you enjoy those kind of movies, yeah, you'll like it. It's a, it's a good movie. I mean, if, as long as you get out of your head that you know, oh, this is a Halloween movie. I mean, whatever. It's a good movie overall. Yeah. I mean, if it did so, well, I wonder if he would not have stepped away from the franchise. I, I guarantee he would not have. Right. Because they, he would have been able to make different movies and different versions of stories, whatever he wanted to do. Right. I mean, easy. it would have been interesting to see what how many of his other movies would have ended up in the Halloween the franchise. Right. I mean, yeah. You could even because argue I, his Apocalypse Trilogy. You can argue, you could even argue maybe Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I mean, possibly. We don't know. We'll never know. It's in a different timeline of our world. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I, I can't say that it you know won't happen. But, I mean, like, the thing, I mean, because you look at, like, you know, Halloween 1 and 2, like, the thing, the original thing is in both of those movies. Like, it's one of the movies in the yeah. marathon that the kids are watching. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's it, it plays a part there. So Yeah. Right. So... Lore, we were really in this self-contained lore. Right. Yeah, this doesn't add to the lore of Michael Myers at all, other than that Halloween 
the movie, the 1978 Halloween movie, exists as a movie in this world. Correct. Which we'll discuss in our theories portion. <laughs> right. But, I mean, other than that, it doesn't matter. But And, again, they also say the 1978 classic. Right. They say it like that. So this is a well-known movie in their world. Right. So, yeah, it's like a... I don't know, adjacent world, I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, well, I said we'll get into that in the, th- yeah. in the theory. We'll get into it. But I mean, again, that would yeah. be the only role that ties back to the Michael Myers, uh, you know, timelines, right. <laughs> yeah. plural as a whole, is that Michael Myers does technically appear in this movie, right. <laughs> but in in the Halloween movie 1978 on television. Yes. Show. So that's. um, But I think for the world building and the lore and realistically not a big cast lore wise they jammed a lot in there they discussed you know a factory coming in here they discussed witchcraft and origins of halloween uh and i think it was really the rich. Theft of stonehenge yeah <laughs> i mean yeah yeah big stuff. i mean everything came into play it was really put together and like i said the lore wise that was fantastic yeah, no, I, I mean it's yeah, it's a fun movie. I think it's I think it's a great movie. I think it's it's just unfortunate that it had the name of Halloween three, um, and so many people despise it just because it isn't the Halloween they were expecting, and it and it is obviously out of place when you see how many of the other Halloween movies don't right. have anything but Michael Myers stories. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, again, it's the oddball, but at the time, I don't think it was that big of an oddball, especially in John Carpenter's mind. Right, and 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 a comparison that we discussed offline we'll discuss here briefly is like it's kind of like the zelda 2 it's the Mar- super mario brothers 2 that if you at the time it would have been the norm because oh it's just a different style of playing the game but now in the long line of it it's they are the oddballs out and right. i think they're crapped upon for that and i think the yeah, same thing that applies here well, again, you look at it now and watching the other 12 movies <laughs> in the franchise, obviously this is like, yeah, the oddball. This is, you know, obviously people are going to be like, you know, of course, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't fit. But like at that time, there was literally three. You know? Right. And this was supposed to be two. It's just that the suits at the studio were like, no, 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 you got to make a sequel right. you know, to make us more money. And, and when this came out, we go, we ended Michael Myers is dead. When three right. came out, Michael Myers is dead. And didn't take took another five years after this for the realize for Mike Myers to come back. Michael Myers was dead yep. in 1981, <laughs> and that's what's funny is that after this, like you know, after two when he comes back, there's been two different timelines where he comes back, and both times it's a very nonchalant. Yeah, he lived. Yeah, when like it was definitively in this franchise, he was dead for yes. a long time. It's just so odd that in both of the the timelines where he comes back after two, it's just like, oh yeah, he's fine. He's lived. Right. And we both just, him and Loomis right. both live both. Times. Right. When we discussed that in the past two episodes, that it, it's, he lived period. Mm-hmm. So that's so weird. I agree. All right. So, uh, highlights for me, um, Tom Atkins, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. um, and it, and as we're, as we're discussing, it's different. It's anthology. I like anthology stuff. I really, really do. I don't necessarily need everything to be interconnected. And I like that it, it is different. So it's a good rewatch, and it's not your typical, you know, popcorn eating slasher. Right. 
What about for you? Um, I mean, it's pretty much along the same vein. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's it's something fun. It's something interesting. I mean, again, it's like to go from, you know, <laughs> Halloween, which is like, again, the, the, the pinnacle of horror, like capital H, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people yeah. consider the original Halloween to be like the best or most pure slasher ever. Right? Um, and then you come to three and there's like horror is what we've already talked about, like fourth down on the list. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's barely horror at all. Right. And it's interesting, but it's like the same people wrote it. It's not the same director, but the same people wrote it. It's interesting. It goes from, you know, where it goes from one to three like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's great, you know, that you can have that much, you know, flexibility in a franchise. Obviously, it didn't work out <laughs> for them. But it's at this point at three, it's 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 cool. It's a good thing. John Carpenter, if you're listening, make more. I mean, no, he's yeah, <laughs> please, yeah, just just make your own four. Just pretend yeah. like that yeah. four didn't happen. Exactly. Everybody else reboots it and pretends other things didn't happen. Yeah. You just pretend like four or anything else didn't happen. Just make your own four. Right, it doesn't matter. It's an anthology. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, it's going to be John Carpenter's Halloween Four. Exactly. <laughs> that way, that way, you can keep his own numbering scheme. Just go on from there. Yes. All right. Low points. Clearly, the song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dear God. That's, and, and honestly, the opening sequence, too. I had to fast forward that because anyone who watches it that has epilepsy is going to get seizures. Yeah, it's, that's probably true. It's like yeah. five minutes of 1983 computer drawing a jack lantern and just the flash yeah, it's like yeah yeah it's like line and dot plotting yes <laughs> like like on a screen for but it probably that's about how long it probably took yeah back then to make a an eight bit pumpkin that looked like that I, I mean I understand why they did that because they had the pumpkins in the first two so it makes sense they did the digital version because the all about you know electronics automatons and stuff like that and using microchips so it makes sense, but it's awful. <laughs> I can't watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Low points for you. Bugs. Yep. <laughs> Dear God. Too many fucking bugs in this movie. They're disgusting. <laughs> and the music. <laughs> the music's all right. I mean, it's, you know, it's like a cheesier kind of synth. Oh, the, I mean, it's John Carpenter doing the music. The but, song, though. Oh, oh, the fucking Silver Shamrock song? Yeah. Yes, that's that's fucking horrible. Yes. Bugs are worse, but it is uh, it's right up there. It's right next to If it. you had bugs crawl on you and listen to that song, that you would you yeah. would die. Absolutely. I'd just shoot myself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so number of butcher knives for me. Like I said, I know this a lot of people shit on this, and I think it's finally getting some recognition over the past ten years, I would say. Because of the shit, yeah. I think I think they're, yeah. I think they're finally leaning towards like, oh, okay, fine, it's an okay movie. Almost forty years, right? Yeah, it took a long time, but I think people are finally starting to you know loosen their, their yeah. uh, straps a little bit. Right. So I mean, it's not it's not as good as one and two, in my mind. Uh, but I don't remember why I gave two. I believe you gave two and a nine. Or yeah. Eight. This, yeah. This is an eight for me. How about you? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll agree. I'll, I'll say I'll give it a seven. It'll be seven, seven butcher knives out of ten. Yes, okay. It's 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 very good. I, I think it's. I think I gave yeah. I, I gave Halloween two a seven. I think yeah. it's about on par. 
with with Halloween too, with with quality. Obviously, totally different movies, but right as far as quality goes, I'd say yeah, I'd say it, it maintains it between two and three. Yeah, and it all, all downhill from there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Fucking four, five, and six, dear God. And resurrection. And H two O. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So we'll then go to the next of the uh, we even call it the timeline everyone hates or the bastard timelines. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so do you want to bring us into Rob Zombie's two thousand seven Halloween? Yes. Yes. Um, so we're basically opening up on a, a very dysfunctional household um, to where we have uh, Michael Myers' mom is like uh, stripper. Uh, yeah, she's a stripper, but she's like the head of the household. But it's like, you know, again, it's one of those dysfunctional households where people are like screaming and swearing at each other, like constantly and throwing stuff around. It's not a it's not a good place to be. Um, so, yeah, his his older sister. um Judith is like a, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, promiscuous, I guess is how you would describe her. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying? She's, but I mean, she's like, she's kind of like an edgelord, right? She's like, she's trying to push that boundary all the time. She's trying to get reactions out of people, you know, and she's using her sexuality to do so. Obviously, it's a product of the home that she's in, and this is her reaction to it. Um, and then we have Michael, who is already starting to develop um, your t- typical, stere- you know, serial killer kind of stuff to where he's got his own pet animals and he's, you know, he's already showing that he's hurting them. And he's 10. Yeah. yeah and he's 10 years old. Yeah. It's not six in this timeline. He's 10 years old. Um, so he's already like hurting animals and it shows that he has like pet rats and he already like hurt a pet rat yep. in the morning. Um, so anyway, so yeah, his mom and his like mom's boyfriend, I don't even think it's a stepdad. I think it's just his mom's boyfriend Yeah, are just arguing and swearing and like throwing stuff around and like, yeah, everybody's like yelling at each other. It's, it's <clears throat> again, a very dysfunctional household. You know, you, you can see why, you know, the, uh, the environment that he was raised in was not the best. Um, so he's got, you know, the older sister, uh, him, uh, he's got the, the younger baby sister. Ooh. Yeah. Um, then his mom and then his mom's boyfriend. Right. Um, so yeah, essentially he goes to school. Um, you know, he's bullied at school. Um, yeah, so there's like, you know, two kids like picking on him in the bathroom, like kind of starts a fight. The teacher comes in there and Michael, you know, straight up, you know, says, fuck you to the teacher. Like not only to the kids that were starting a fight with him, but also to the teacher too. So of course he gets called to the office. His mom gets called in, um, you know, assuming it's just for, you know, him acting up again. And then they, you know, showed her the things they found in his backpack, which was a one, a dead cat. Yes. And two pictures of a lot of other dead animals that appeared that he killed them himself. Oh, and don't forget. He likes to wear a mask. Already. Hey, well, yeah, he wears a mask all the time. So he, yeah. he's got a little like clown mask, like the old school plastic 80s yeah. you know, molded junk mask. But yeah, he's got, he wears it all the time. Yes. Um, so, yeah, after school, the bully kid is like walking home through like a little forest area. And Michael Myers literally pops out with the mask on and beats him to death with a log. Yes. <clears throat> um, and then goes home. Um, and, you know, the. You know, he's at home with uh, and his mom has to go to work, you know, because he's a stripper. So she works at night and it's Halloween night. 
Um, and his mom's boyfriend is like, you know, drunk and watching TV. So he's obviously not going to do anything. And she asks his older sister to take him trick or treating. Um, the other sister, you know, as soon as the mom leaves is like, yeah, I'm not taking you trick or treating, you know, and then her boyfriend comes over and they go upstairs, start messing around. Um, so he apparently goes trick or treating by himself, gets some, you know, candy corn, <laughs> a lot of candy corn. Um, yeah. A whole bunch of candy corn. And then comes back and eating candy corn. And, and I guess makes the decision that he's just gonna just gonna kill everybody but now can i point something out here yeah someone yeah. loves candy corn that much is clearly a psycho <laughs> okay candy corn is fine the thing that i have a problem with is the fucking circus peanuts those things are disgusting and he was just eating them like they were like good i'm like oh there's something wrong with clearly he's a psych He's psycho. Let's face it. And he can tell by his candy like I said, preferences. Candy corn, candy corn. I'm okay. I'll have a couple of candy corns. That's fine. But circus peanuts. No, <laughs> no one on earth should ever eat circus peanuts. They're gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, uh, you know, gets, you know, opens up the drawer, gets out duct tape and an, and a big old kitchen knife. Um, and so he puts on his clown mask and he, and he tapes his step or his, his mom's boyfriend to this the recliner that he's on. Um, and he's still like passed out drunk. And so he like wakes him up and, you know, as he's like standing over him and then just like just slits his throat. Yep. Yeah. So he just, he just chokes and dies. Um, and then hit, you know, the, uh, his older sister and her boyfriend, um, you know, just finished getting it on. And so the boyfriend's got to come down and make a sandwich. Right. Um, so he comes down and he's making a sandwich and he just beats him to death with an aluminum baseball bat. Yep. <laughs> Um, and then he goes upstairs and again, he's got that weird, I don't know, you know, anti-sexual energy, whatever it is, uh, that he kind of, kind of sort of alluded to in the first one, I would say, yeah. but this one is obviously, you know, up in the front. Um, so he's like, you know, kind of like touching his sister weirdly. She kind of freaks out and then he just obviously stabs her to death. Well, you've got that the boyfriend <laughs> brought the iconic mask over. Oh, that's right. Yes. So, yeah, the boyfriend was like, I want to do it with the mask on. But, yeah, he was the one that had the, the Michael Myers mask. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, when the when the you know, when Michael sees that mask, he obviously sees it superior to his little plastic clown mask. So he switches out to that mask Um. and then, yeah, and then kills his sister with the knife after that. Um. And then it cuts to um. he's sitting outside holding his baby sister, who is fine. Yep. Uh, and then the mom comes home. And then, you know, obviously she sees what happens. You know, there's like kind of a montage where they, you know, show the dead bodies and, you know, he gets, you know, taken away by the police. Um, it kind of cuts to like a year later yeah. um, where he's now in a in a psychiatric facility. Smith Grove. Um, right. Smith Grove, which is the same. The name of the, the facility that he escaped in the very beginning of the original Halloween. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Dr. Loomis. uh played by Malcolm McDowell is now his child psychologist. And he's actually a child psychologist in this movie. What? Instead of in the original Halloween where he's just screaming about how he's evil incarnate, even though he didn't do anything at all. Anyway. Um, so Dr. Loomis is like, you know, trying to help him. And, and Michael is still talking at this point. Um, and they show his mom coming to visit him. Um, I guess I should mention that his mom is played by Cherry Moon Zombie, who is in all of Rob Zombie's movies, I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah, the uh, the mom's boyfriend is played by William Forsythe, who I like. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't think there was anybody else that I knew. 
anyway um so yeah so it's it's kind of like a long uh montage where they show him like you know talking to dr loomis and visiting with his mother and he's kind of like degrading as time goes on to where like he doesn't understand what he did or at least he's ignoring and or saying he doesn't know what he did um but it increasingly he's retreating more and more away from reality he keeps you know wearing masks and making new masks and he has to have his mask on all the time as time goes on he stops talking completely um and that this he just basically becomes like you know, like a monstrous version of himself. Right. Um, and so like the one time his mom comes and visits him, um, Loomis says, you know, like, I'm sorry, I can't help you anymore. You know, like, you know, you're not talking anymore. You haven't talked in weeks. Like, obviously I can't get anything done. I have to move on, you know? Yeah. Um, so he leaves and then, you know, obviously Michael's upset. So he like murders the nurse with a fork. Yep. Um, and after, you know, that murder happens, obviously Dr. Loomis and the mom run back in and, you know, they're, you know, freaking out, like what the hell is going on? Um, Dr. Loomis essentially, you know, does the same thing where he just kind of, you know, leaves. I mean, he kind of tried to work. But anyway, the main thing is out of this is the mom decides that he is a lost cause now. And she essentially kills herself, shoots herself and kills herself in front of Boo. In front of the baby, yes, right. because yeah, so so the baby would be like what two at this point, yeah, maybe. Um, no, so yeah, so then at that point, then we cut to like fifteen years later, yep, um, to where Michael is now a giant, who's like seven feet tall and like you know built like a a brick house. I mean, he's he's monstrous, but he's you know wearing his masks. He's essentially just he doesn't talk. He doesn't interact with anything or anyone he just you know just kind of you know pushes around the only thing he has shows any interest in is making his different well masks. despite one of the night watchmen danny trejo trying to hate mikey and trying to be nice to well, him. well yeah i mean he's yeah but he's nice to him but he's kind to him but i don't think it really matters right well yeah ultimately we'll see it doesn't matter <laughs> but um yeah but he's the only one who shows him any kind of compassion at all but i mean obviously we'll see that that doesn't matter at all so what happens is, is like this new guy starts. Danny Trejo is like, you know, oh, I'm retiring in three months. You know, that is your problem kind of thing. Um, so it's like this new guy who's kind of a jerk, obviously. So like him and his cousin, apparently, are both guards at this place. Yeah. And uh, so they, the, this new girl comes onto the ward um, and they basically like, start with harassment and then it moves to sexual harassment and then moves to like full on rape. I mean, it's not fun. It's and, not a good, and, and they go bring her into my right. room for that. Right. Yeah. They bring her. I don't know. I don't understand what the thinking was there, but yeah. So they, they're like, you know, they bring her into Michael Myers room and it's like, you know, raping her in his room. And Michael is, is kind of trying to ignore it. It seems. Yeah. And then they start like touching his masks and wearing his masks and, you know, just generally fucking with his, you know, kind of world. Right. Yeah. So it basically like brings him back to reality. And then his reality is that murder. <laughs> so he murders them <laughs> and then essentially just goes on a rampage and just murders everybody in this entire hospital, more or less. Yep. Um, so then, yeah, Danny Trejo comes into his shift later on. Um, we see like, you know, the receptionist is dead. All the security guards are dead. Um, he meets Michael and he's trying to like, Hey Mikey, you know, 
you know, I got to bring you back to your room. Like, hey, I'll put these, cl- you know, cuffs on you. And you can see he's, like, very nervous and scared. But he's tr- he's trying to be nice like he has been, right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, tries to be nice to him, put the cuffs on him. And, yeah, Michael's not having it. He, you know, beats him to death and then smashes his head in with a big old TV. Um. So, yeah. So, so yeah. And then it kind of cuts to um, Lori, you know, 15 years later is now... 17 right you know living with you know mom and dad and they they seem to have a nice relationship it seems like a nice healthy household right yeah so she's she's very sarcastic she's very yeah she's kind of yeah sarcastic and maybe a little bit vulgar (laughs) very opposite lori that we've seen ever right right yeah yeah she's just you know she's kind of like a lot of energy you know kind of all over Anyway, but you know, still, I mean, it's still in a, a good way. She's not like a bad, yeah, not a bad person. Just you know, I guess you know, <laughs> chaotic. How about we'll, we'll put it at that? Angsty teenager. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's just we cut to like her. It's basically the same kind of intro in in Halloween where she's walking down the street. Her dad tells her to go put the this key in the in the mail slot of a house, you know, that yep. he's trying to sell. Um, and he meet and she meets up with Tommy on the street. So, um, you know, and they're, they're talking about, you know, how she's going to babysit him later or whatever. Right. So at this point we copy paste the original Halloween. And now we're in the original. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like essentially, exactly right. That. right. Yeah. So she's got two friends. She's got Annie and Linda. Linda yep. who has, yeah. The same, like two, pretty much kind of the same like attitudes and personalities that they had of the original one totally um yeah where they're both like just wanting the bone i mean essentially that's that's what their their plans for both of them are yeah um and they're you know that's the same kind of deal where like you know annie convinces Lori to watch um Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah the, the other the little girl you know, with her, uh, with Tommy, who she's supposed to babysit, so you know the other girl can go bone. And he, her and he boyfriend, they ask right? about the boogeyman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I guess essentially at this part, it's it's kind of the same, same thing. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you know, essentially, we we get all those establishing things done. We you know kind of see a little bit of the characters of uh, Annie and Linda, and uh, you know a little bit more of Lori and the kids. Um, and then we kind of cut to uh, Michael has his scene where he gets his coveralls <laughs> by stabbing the the dude to death in the bathroom at a truck stop. <laughs> so he, but he, you know, he gets the the origin of his his coveralls. Well, the guys had what we had like a Taco Bell special. <laughs> yeah, it's like Taco Supreme special that he's trying to get out. It's going to be a while or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that guy's great. I mean, I've seen him. Oh, and yeah. He's been in a bunch of other reps. I mean, oh yeah, he's he's a pretty great dude. But um, yeah, he's. So I'm assuming this was like his cameo in the movie. But yeah, it was it was pretty great. So yeah, he gets his coveralls from him. Yeah. Um, at a truck wash, <laughs> I think where it was. Yes. Um. Yeah. So then we kind of cut to um, him going back to his original house. Um, and then you know Lori is you know obviously puts the the key in the the mailbox right when she's walking in the morning and Michael is there just like he was in the original. <clears throat> um, and then he goes and, and kind of pulls up some boards in like the back porch or something, or maybe the basement. I don't know where that was his but, room. 
that might be true too. I don't know. But yeah, so he pulls up the boards and he pulls out the knife that he used to kill his family <laughs> and the mask that he stole from the, the boyfriend, the one that he wore when he killed his older sister. Yes. Um. So now he's yeah. Now he's a you know total Michael Myers where he's got his mask and his coveralls and his and his you know kitchen knife. The costume's complete. Yes. The, yes. The costume is now complete. So then we cut to um. You know, Lori leaves her house to go babysitting um, for Tommy. Um, and like immediately after <laughs> um, she leaves, uh, Michael shows up and just like brutally murders her parents. Yep. Which is I mean, something new. <laughs> yeah, which is something new. And he was like, it seemed like he was trying to get information on where she was. Yeah. But like it, with his like, you know, kind of violence and, and inability to speak. He just like shows the mom a picture she doesn't understand, and then he just kills her immediately anyway. So yes. you know he's like he's obviously trying to find her. He knows who she is at this point, but you know obviously can't stop murdering long enough to find out you know where 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 they're going. I don't, so, we, I don't think we we don't officially know at this point though. Well, I mean, we, if, if you've seen the original, it, yeah. If you've seen one and two, you know what's going on. Right. But yeah, if you haven't seen the originals, yes, you probably don't understand what, you know, that uh, that she's the little sister right. at this point. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Hold on. Where was it? Parent, uh, oh, yeah, parents yeah. get so, murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Her parents get murdered. She goes to. Um, you know, to, to watch Tommy, um, Lindsay, um, gets dropped off by Annie and then Annie goes to Bo and her boyfriend at her house. Um, and then her other friend, Linda, um, because in the original Linda went to like Annie's place. Yes. After Annie got killed and then they boned in Annie's house. But in this one, they don't go to Annie's house. They go to the Myers house. house. And they go to the old Myers house. Cause that was like apparently their party house. Cause it was like, you know, an abandoned house. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's more or less the same, the same scene. Um, so we're like Linda and her boyfriend, you know, bone, you know, he'll, Hey, go get me a beer kind of thing. Yep. You know, he goes to go get her a beer. Um, you know, Michael kills him before he comes back. He takes the glasses and the sheet, you know, and pretends he's a ghost and then walks into the room. And then, yeah, she, I mean, she obviously flashes her breast and sees something you like exactly how it was in the first one. Only obviously it's like in an old, you know, beat down. Well, beat up and, house and unfortunately guy. this time he can't strangle her with the phone cord because she has a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So he just plain old strangles her. Yes. Um, and then after that, yeah, so that, yeah, and then she's dead, and then, yeah, we'd see, like, you know, Lindsay and Tommy, you know, like, being babysat and watching TV and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, um, you know, she decides, oh, you know, we're going to go back to, to, to Annie's house to go drop you off w- without a conversation, which I thought was odd. But anyway, so meanwhile, at, at Annie's place, <laughs> um, Annie and her boyfriend are, are starting to get it on, right? Um, and Michael comes in and just like brutally murders her boyfriend who we never saw before. We only heard Noel's voice. Yeah. No. Yeah. She was in the original. She was getting in the car to go get him when Michael killed her in the car. Yes. Um, but in, yeah, but in this one, yeah, we actually do see him. He gets brutally, you know, murdered, um, quickly. And then he attacks Annie, um, but doesn't quite kill her, which is odd. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously she's stabbed all over and, you know, there's blood everywhere. 
she's topless and with blood all over. It's it's not a pretty scene. So uh, so um, Lori and the kids open the door to this. <laughs> you know, they see the boyfriend is now like hanging from the ceiling with a jack o' lantern on his head, um, and they see a bloody Annie um, there. You know, obviously, so they know something's going on. So they're like trying to like eat. She's tells the kids to get out and go call the police. So they run out screaming um, kind of like they do in the original, but it was a little bit later on yeah. in the original when that happened. And we never see them again. Yeah, no, they're gone. <laughs> they're, 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 they, they run out of the story completely. Yes. <laughs> um, so then, um, yeah, she's like trying to help Annie. And of course, Michael was like behind the door the whole time. Um, and there is a very long extended scene of him chasing her around the house. I mean, it's like, it's a, it's, I don't know. What is it like? 10, 15 minutes long. Yes. It's long. <laughs> it takes, it takes a long time um, to, to, to get this. I mean, he's, she's like hiding in the ceiling and he's like smashing the ceiling with a board. I mean, there's like all kinds of doors getting kicked in and walls getting kicked in. And she's like, you know, sneaking around through the house all over the place. Um, he ends up, like knocking her out and taking her back to um, his house. Right. Yep. Um, and then they're in the basement with the, you know, dead Linda is down there. Um, but uh, he like takes off his mask and he like hands her this picture, which was Michael and her as a baby. Right. And, you know, she doesn't quite understand what's going on because she doesn't get it at this point. You know, she's yeah. like, I don't know what you're trying to show me. Um, you know, and he throw, puts down his knife and he's like, you know, okay, you know, I don't know what's, she's like, I don't know what's going on, but you know, so she like, is like, okay, you know, Hey, I'll, I'll come and look at you. And then she grabs his knife that's on the ground and she stabs him. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, they're going on and chasing each other. And then they, while this is happening, the sheriff um, goes up to his house, sees his daughter all hurt and stuff, but she, you know, she does actually get help and, and survive. Um, but then Loomis, you know, also shows up at this point. Um, and then him and the doctor, are talking and that's when he talks about how he found Michael's uh, mom dead from a suicide. And he knew that that baby was going to end up like in the foster system and, and live a bad life. So he just like takes the baby and drops her off at a hospital, like a couple towns away. Right. You know, as like a, you know, whatever abandoned baby. And then he finds out later that somebody adopted her, whatever. And then we found out it's the um, Strokes. Yeah, we find out it was the Strodes, and then Lori Strode was the baby. So this is the point where we find out, okay, this is she is Michael's little sister. Um. So anyway, so yeah, so there's more chasing around the house. There's more walls smashed. You know, she's like trying to hide in the walls in the closet, and he's just like kicking down walls and, and right. I think I think, the, I think the direction the movie was. All right, we have to bring the set down. So just do what you can to bring it down. <laughs> right? Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're like doing demolition while the movie's going on, and it's just like happening forever. They end up. Um, he ends up. She ends up running through the back door and then falling into like an old pool Ooh. that apparently they had. So it's like a drain pool, and she's at the bottom, like screaming, like you know, "Don't kill me!" because she can't get out. And so Michael's like slowly advancing on her, and then Loomis pops up. Um, behind her and then he shoots him in the back and he falls down and then you know he goes and gets her out they go in the cop car which again i don't know one i don't know how he because like the, they stop at at the sheriff's house the sheriff runs in and finds annie loomis runs the other way mm -hmm. okay and then because i think he heard the kids or something 
right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember what it is, but he decides to go the other way because he heard something. Leaves the police guy behind, right? Yeah. And he's on foot. And then now at this point, when he takes her away from the house, the cop car is there. But the cop is not there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just Loomis in the cop car that he does not own. <laughs> and so anyway, he puts her in the car. Um, and then there's the line of, uh, you know, was that the boogeyman? It's like, as a matter of fact, it was, right? Yeah. Um, and then instead of Michael just being dead, he now gets up and he smashes <laughs> the window of the car, um, essentially uh, attacks and knocks out Loomis after they get into the house. You know, squeezes back his head pretty well. Squeezes his head pretty well to the point where he gets knocked out. Uh, there's more chasing around. Uh, Loomis tries to stop him by like grabbing his leg, but he's obviously out of it at this point. Um, but she does get the gun out of his hand. Um, they end up in the front yard. Um, she ends up tackling him. They're like fighting back and forth. And then she ends up shooting him in the face. Yeah. And then it's over. And then she's screaming, you know, mm-hmm. a lot, <laughs> but she screams even more at the end. And then that's it. And then that's the end of the yep. Did I miss anything? Uh, no, not really. It says copy paste. Halloween one. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of copy and paste, but there was a lot of added, added extra stuff. Right. So what were your, I mean, this was not your first watch of this, but what was no, your first, no, what was your first thought when you saw this? Uh, when I first saw it, um, I liked it a lot because I like Rob Zombie movies a lot. And I thought it was interesting, just the amount of like background that he put on the character. Um, because you know, like I'd watch the original and there's, there's, there's nothing, there's no background like at all. The only background you really get is Loomis saying, you know, like he's evil. That's it. Right. That's all you get. Yeah. Um, and then this one, it's like, they actually show you like, okay, no, he was like a for real serial killer. Like he had like the serial real, you know, serial killer upbringing, the serial killer, like, you know, environment, the serial killer, like, you know, early warning signs. And then, you know, obviously full blown serial killer. Like the, we, we saw the whole gamut. Of right. Um, which again, I thought was interesting. Apparently, that's the part that no one likes. <laughs> so, yeah, so that that's good tied to my. I saw this in theaters. Uh, my first thought was, and it's nowhere. I like Rob Zombie. I loved House of a Thousand Corpses. I loved Devil's Rejects. I like Rob Zombie movies. Hated this. Absolutely uh. hated this the first time I watched it. Was it because of the background? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, see, I've talked to multiple people that are like, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, horror purists, right? I don't want to necessarily lump you into this category, but <laughs> most of the time you do fall into this category. And the, the horror purists, like, hate it because they're like, I, I ask them, like, why, you know? And every every one of them has told me the same thing. Like, they gave them a backstory. <laughs> like, why is that a bad thing? Like, why why is it bad that he has a backstory now? Well, well, we'll get in, we'll get into that with with the war a little bit. Um, uh, it, I, I when I first thought, and until this rewatch, I don't rewatch this one. I skip this one. Rewatches. <laughs> um, uh, it was if it wasn't a remake, if it was just another entry separate timeline whatever i think rob zombie would have done better 
I didn't need a remake of Halloween with an extra 30 minutes of 30 more kills. Essentially, that's what the extra time was to show more brutality and more kills other than the first four that existed. Within the first minute, a couple minutes of this Halloween, he had more kills than the first five Halloween movies put together. Okay, yeah, and that's true. But, like, look at this. Like, in the original, Loomis just looks like a psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Loomis, and again, I said this when we were talking about Halloween 1. He's, like, the worst child psychologist ever. Yeah. He has no, like, skills. He's, like, not able to help a child at all. He immediately just says, oh, you're just evil, period. That's it. That's all he says. Like, you know, oh, what's wrong with him? Uh, he's got dark eyes. Like that's he's got nothing. He's got no background. He like that's what I said. That's why my theory for those was he's he's not even a doctor. He just conned his way in because he wants to mess with kids. He's got the darkest eyes. Yeah. Again, <laughs> it's it's like he's he's the worst child psychologist I've ever seen. And in this one, you actually get to see him like do his job. Like he's trying to be a psychologist. He's trying to help the kids. Arguably still a and, bad and he, <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair, but at least, like, you get to see him be bad at his job. At least he's doing his job. In the original, I don't think he tried to do his job at all. Right. He was just, like, there, yeah. you know? Um, <clears throat> but let's, let's get into the rewatch. Like I said, first, like I said yeah. my first thought in 2007, absolutely hated it. Like, we've had so many conversations about this. <laughs> right? On the rewatch, I enjoyed it more. I let it sit for fifteen years before. Well, I yeah, you it. just you had to give it. You had to relax that sphincter a little bit and like and let it be okay. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A, a rewatch. Um, like I said, the wife didn't really like it because of how brutal it was, and That's we fair. we just finished uh, for our next episode the Halloween trilogy and Halloween ends and all that stuff. And we went back to rewatch these and we're discussing because we watched all of these for the podcast. And she goes, it really wasn't as bad as I remember. It, you see, <laughs> that's the thing. When I first watched it, I have the reaction that everybody's having now is like, this is a good movie. I like this movie. <laughs> And like everybody else was like, that's blasphemy. You're a terrible person. You're not supposed to like this movie. I thought you liked horror movies. Like, I do like horror movies. There's nothing wrong with liking this movie. It's a good movie. But yeah, everybody like ostracized me but you love, for not but liking. You love backstories. You love lore. You you like the creative process. You like to write. You love right. the world building things, which we discuss a lot in a lot of reviews. Right. At that point in time, I didn't want that in Halloween. I thought <laughs> I really no one. Did. Well, I honestly thought at that point in time, we're talking 2007. I've seen all the other franchises get destroyed by all that backstory. Well, because it's terribly done, right? But okay, all right. To be fair, they do it in like eight, right? <laughs> right. So you have like one through seven with like no backstory, and then all of a sudden in eight, they're like, "Here's your backstory." Yeah, I've got. Obviously, it doesn't make any sense at that point. Yes. Well, like I mean, to be fair, I mean I love Hellraiser, but. Like yeah. Hellraiser four is where you start getting like some like backstory on like where the fucking box came from, right? right? And that's the fourth one in the series. So yeah, I understand. And that was the one they stopped going in theaters after right. that. So yeah, I, yeah, a lot, that happened to a lot of franchises, and I get that. I'm, I'm and I even that. argue that happened within the Halloween franchise with Curse of Michael Myers. 
I mean, yeah, that's fair. So I think it was I think it was those shoulder pads. Oh yeah. But I said on the rewatch though, I'm gonna go, you know what? I mean, it is a good remake. It is it is a remake with just added lore. Right. I mean that's it, it's essentially what you want a, a remake to be. You know, it's like it's it's faithful to the first one. I mean, all the elements from the first one are all there. Right. I mean it just adds more to it. Obviously, you're getting more background as the like about Michael himself. There's a lot of that, but there's also like you know a lot more kills. There's a lot more you know like stuff going on. There's a lot more like blood and screaming and like you know horrible shit like that. It, but it it took the series from 1978, which you know a lot of like you know people watching 1978 movie. There's a lot of things that don't make sense, right? The clothes, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, you know, the, the attitudes, the car, I mean, all that stuff is, is, is old school, right? So it's like you, you take a remake, you modernize it, right? You put in, you know, modern characters in the modern-ish world. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think part of the initial problem, too, was the fact that it was a remake. I don't necessarily like horror movie remakes. Uh, okay, but uh, to be fair... And this franchise, this is the second one. I mean, they've already restarted it. Well, technically three times. Well, that's a reboot versus a remake. Like they didn't need to make. They could have rebooted it. If I, I honestly think if he rebooted it and just continued it, not rehashing the first one, that they just did something else, it would have been better, in my opinion, uh, at that time. Like I said, I mean, he he showed the first one the reverence it deserved. Yeah. All the elements from the first one are there. I mean, literally everything that happened is there. I mean, I think the only major difference is Annie lives. Oh, that's a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's a big thing. But that's, I mean, that's really the only difference other than all the uh, additional people that he killed. Yeah. Um. I mean, and obviously his backstory. I mean, they, obviously he killed more people when he was a kid. Um. I mean, but stuff like that. But all that stuff is 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 kind of sort of minor. Um, but in the you know in the timeline of the original show, the only major change um, is that Annie lives. I mean, there's a lot of extra stuff happening. Like in the Strode's getting killed, right? Yeah. I mean, again, there's a lot of extra stuff. All that you know, all yeah. that jazz. But but do you feel having that background takes away the mystery that was Michael Myers? There's no mystery, man. Like I told you before, he obviously had some kind of sexual issue. He was probably molested as a child, right? I mean, whether it was by his parents or whether it was by someone else, he obviously had some kind of, you know, issue with sexuality. So when it triggered, when he saw his sister get naked and getting it on with her boyfriend, it triggered whatever was wrong with his brain to where he had to murder her. It was, pr- and then again, it was probably his mom's boyfriend. Well, yeah, I mean, whatever it was. I mean, this is, I mean, we're, I'm talking the original 1978 oh, yeah. one. The original 1978 one, he killed his sister because something sexually triggered in him. Obviously, this isn't explicitly said, but I mean, you look at, at the evidence, and this is what's going on, right? Um, you know, he kills his sister because something, you know, gets sexually triggered in him, and he's like, you know, short circuited somehow to where for him, like sexuality equals murder right. and blood for some reason. Um, so like when he gets out later and then he goes to his home because that's the only thing that he knows when he escapes. And then um, Laurie Strode comes up, 
you know, and puts the key under the door and his twisted, messed up mind, that's his invitation to her, right? Yeah. So then he starts stalking her, just like a serial killer does. He stalks her everywhere she goes, follows her everywhere she goes. Um, and then, you know, as, as he's like, you know, stalking her around, anytime he encounters any kind of like, you know, sexual activity or something that, that excites him sexually, he has to kill it. Right. Like, that's why he kills Annie, because Annie is like, you know, literally wearing a shirt with no pants. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and she had been talking about, you know, having sex with her boyfriend the whole time. And he was when he was like lurking around. So, again, like, you know, sexual trigger. He murdered her when he goes to, you know, the house again, like Linda and her boyfriend are getting it on. The boyfriend goes downstairs, like obviously naked, like post coital bliss. Right. And he murders him. And then he goes upstairs. She, you know, ex- you know, shows him her breasts. Right. Well, murders well, not him because this, in this movie. <laughs> well, yeah. And, the, and yeah, and in, in this current movie, yes, I'm saying the 1978 one, that sexual thing was always there. It wasn't explicitly said, you know, but it was there. Yeah. So this one, it's like, yeah, they're a lot more obvious about it. I'm not going to say that, you know, they're, they're as, as subtle as it was in the original one. Because the original one, again, was just going for, for the pure horror slasher aspect of it. Right. Um, where this one is like trying to go all out, like almost like horror exploitation. Well, it's, it's but Rob that's, Zombie. Rob Zombie throws right. white trash and hillbillies in every movie. Unfortunately, exactly. he just added again, the Halloween franchise. Well, he's like, like I said, he's like horror exploitation. Like you get like horror, yeah. You get the old seventies exploitation movies, which are like ridiculously over the top because that was the point of them, right? They were trying to get people to watch them by being as crazy as possible. So he takes those elements and he just adds them to modern movies, which is something he does. So what he did is he took the original Halloween. Um, and he modernized it, put it in the modern day, and then he put that horror exploitation on top of it. But he actually, like, you know, gave you a reason why he's doing this stuff. He explicitly gives it. I mean, even in this movie, they don't explicitly say it's a sexual thing. Right. They don't say it at all. Obviously, we get a big, bigger hints in this one than in the original one. Yeah. But it's still the same thing. I mean, well, he, he humanized Michael Myers. I, I mean, I don't think he's humanized at all. He's a man. Well, initially, though, like he, we we see, like we said, we get it laid out. These are exact reasons that cause him to be this way, as opposed to he's just a, a serial killer. Well, that's that's it depends on how you fall in the nature versus nurture debate, right? right? Um, I mean, obviously, if you say nature is what caused it, yeah, obviously, he's, he's had a very dysfunctional household. Yeah. I mean, but also you could arguably say, like, you know, he was already killing animals. You know, he was well on his way to becoming a serial killer before that point. But this was a trigger so, event. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, him getting bullied was the trigger event. Yeah. But as I, said, I would say it's more of him getting caught for killing all those animals was the trigger of it. Yeah. Because at that point, like now everybody knows what he is, you know, and they might pretend like they don't know, but they know. And he knows they know. Right. That's why he's like, well, screw it. I don't have to hide it anymore. I'm just going to be what I want to be. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) more highlights for you in this movie. Um, highlights, I mean, again, I, I like all these elements that they add to it. I like how they have a background for him. You know, they show him as a child. Like, he's not just like some, you know, child that doesn't speak. Like, obviously, the original, he must have spoken before six years old, because if he didn't speak, they wouldn't have left him alone like that. Right. 
right? So obviously he spoke up until that point, and then he just stopped speaking after he murdered his sister. And in this one, I mean, they give you a timeline of what happened with him. You know what I mean? At least he had, you know, like his caring, you know, parent, right? Right. Like in the in the original, they like, you know, he walked outside and they were just like, "What the hell are you doing?" And that was it. You never saw them again. Right. Um, so I, I just like the I, I like all the background and stuff that they give you. <laughs> okay. And I and I like the kind of modernization of it, and I like that Daniel Harris came back. Oh yeah, Daniel Harris coming back <laughs> in the franchise is great. Um, do you do you notice the movies that they watched in this one? Um, I believe it was the same ones. It was the thing, the original thing, and it was Fantastic Planet or Fa- it was Fantastic Voyage, Fantastic Planet, whatever that was, and House on the Haunted Hill. Was it? I didn't see that. Yes, because I, I, I knew there was another one. I did. I just yeah. It's House on the Hill because they have the skeleton coming out of the the acid pit. I'm like, I, that's House on. I know House on the Hill when I see it. <laughs> yeah, but I know they had the original two that were in yes. Halloween one, yes. which was yeah the thing, the original thing from another world, I yeah. think, or whatever it was, and then right. uh, Fantastic Planet or Voyage. Do you think they should have had it been the 1984? The thing. <laughs> um again i think they were just trying to cave okay, i mean because like you know uh, he, rob zombie always has this thing right. where it's like old movies watch his movies and you're not quite sure what era these movies are in because he keeps them like just generic enough to like all the houses have like old school crt like dial tvs the cell right? phone gave it away for us we know it's 2000 so. well yeah i mean obviously obviously there's some modern elements like um you know, I mean, there's the, you see like a flat screen here and there. It's, it's obviously they're modern, but he tries to keep things like as weirdly retro as he can. Right. I just think it'd been just cool like, if they, if he took the modern remakes of the thing and House of Hunt Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. You know, um, I said rewatch is definitely, I, I think this is going to go into my rewatch list now, quite honestly. Um, highlights. <sighs> I said it was for, for not really liking a lot of remakes. If as he as he pointed out, this is a really well done remake. It wasn't you know the remake of the Fog that we had or the remake of <laughs> Nightmare on the Street and all that crap. You know, um, yeah, that, that was definitely the highlights. And and, and Tyler remains a huge guy. Like they didn't have to do anything yeah. to him. He's a giant yeah. guy. Absolutely giant. And 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 Daniel Harris coming back as great as you're back right. in the franchise. Oh, also Brad Dorf as the sheriff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're playing spot the cameos now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um Clint Howard was also yes, in it. Which he's not credited, by the way. <laughs> Is he really he's not credited? Yeah, watch the credits again. He, I mean, he was in it as much as that other guy. The other guy was pregnant. Yeah. And I was, the weird, like, German guy. I never remember his name, right. but he's always the weird German He's guy. also a villain a lot. Um, yes. And yes. I also found out watching the credits that uh, I don't remember the actress's name, but Laurie Strode was, like, in the bottom third of the credits. Yeah, that's fair. Because, unfortunately, there's a lot of big names in this movie, and there's a lot of big names yeah. in the next one, too, quite honestly. It's Spot the Cameo, Spot the Rob Zombie Cameo from People. Also, Sid Hag was the was the graveyard keeper. Yep. Yes, he was. I was like, I was, I was like squinting at him. I'm like, uh, and then like when he was talking for a little bit, like, okay, that is Sid. Yeah. I was like, that is right. What about low points for you though? 
Um, low points is I mean, I, I think uh, I think the original Laurie Strode was a bit stronger. Yeah. Like I think she had her like you know I mean obviously she's being attacked by a monster right so I mean she's gonna scream and run but I think she had her shit a little bit more together <laughs> than than this Laurie Strode like she was more of like she just like fell apart like immediately and it was just more of just like a scream queen I mean there was very little of her like her her know, dialogue pulling her shit yeah. together and doing her dialogue like half the movie is screaming and crying and right. and stuff right. like that. So, yeah, I think I think Jamie Lee Curtis played a much um, stronger Laurie Strode. Yes, I think. So I will say that's my little point. I don't think I don't think it was a bad job. Like I'm not going to call her out for being bad. I just think she's not as strong, and I think that that strength is is a, is a big part of what makes Halloween what it is. It's, which is why Jamie Lee Curtis comes back well, for so is, many of these movies. Uh, her and Ripley are the, some of the strongest final girls. Right and yeah, I agree that this 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 version of Laurie Strode bothered me. Yeah, again, it's not necessarily bad. I just again, I think it's it's she's not as strong of a character. I as think she. I think the way she was done is she she was the trope final girl, and I didn't appreciate that. Yeah, that's fair. Because as we discuss, especially for a lot of stuff, Laurie Strode is strong, and yes. I don't think she needed to be. Also, a little point: he only shot him three times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he didn't get to scream. I shot him six times because yeah, he shot her. He shot him three times, and she shot him once. There's only four total shots. So that's what. So that's funny. And I was watching. It, I, I ended. It, I went to the wife. I go. Everything else is more brutal, but the number of shots is less. <laughs> But it was a bigger gun. Right. Maybe that's why. Maybe in, in the original it was a little thirty-eight Saturday Night <laughs> Special, and this one it was a three fifty-seven. So yeah, I mean, it's a, maybe it took less. I, I wanted the line then. I wanted the. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I don't remember. I'm, like, I'm counting. I'm like three, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I shot him six times. <laughs> six times. Uh yeah, so uh, butcher knives out of ten for you on this one. Uh, butcher knives out of ten. I will give this one an eight out of ten. Wow. Butcher knife. I, I, I like this I movie a lot. Again, I, okay. To be fair, the original Halloween one I gave nine. Okay, yeah. So I would say the original Halloween, nineteen seventy eight Halloween, still has a little bit of an edge over this one, but I do like this one a lot. Um. <laughs> I like Halloween one and two more, quite honestly. <laughs> uh, no, I don't believe I it for a second. However, my score was going to be really low until the rewatch. <laughs> so I, I honestly will bring it up to uh, uh, I'm going to go seven and a half. <laughs> seven, seven point five. Our first point five score. Yes, because it's half a movie. <laughs> 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 Everything else, half the script was already done. Written. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It was. All right. So <clears throat> let's tag team Halloween two, the second Halloween <laughs> two, the second Halloween. Yes. yes. Now this one is is interesting because you know watching the original Halloween two, you know that it mm-hmm. mostly takes place in the hospital, and then this one starts in the hospital, Wrongly right? So you're in assuming. The hospital. Right, so you like assume that it's going to follow the same path as the original Halloween two, 
Um, and then like it's pretty long. It's a long sequence. Fifteen ish, twenty ish minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So where she's like, you know, she wakes up. You know, well, they show the whole surgery and like sewing her up and everything. She's gonna need plastic. <laughs> right. Yeah. They so they show her like going all through all that stuff. They show her like waking up in the bed and trying um, to find she, like, goes Annie. And, yeah. Right, yeah, she goes and checks on Annie, then she's getting dizzy, so she asks the nurse for drugs, and then the nurse is stabbed, and then Michael's there. Um, Octavia Spencer is stabbed more than once. She's stabbed like 15 times. <laughs> well, at first, she was stabbed once, yeah. and then she screamed, and then as she ran away, then he stabbed her more. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so then she's, like, running for a long time. There's, like, a big sequence where she's, like, crawling over, like, a garbage like dump full of bodies or something. I don't know what the hell. <sighs> She's like crawling across a weird like bridge. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why there's a bridge in a hospital, but anyway. Um, so then she gets to like this little guardhouse, and then she like you know breaks into the guardhouse, and then the guard shows up. Poor and guard. Like, oh, I'm gonna- that's another cameo. Yeah. I know that guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows who that guy is, but I don't know his right. name. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. I would say he's the dollar store Wilford Brim. Yes, that's a, that absolutely. <laughs> I don't know his real name, but he's yeah, he's like the modern day Wilford he's, Brimley. He's part Wilford Brimley, part uh 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 uh, uh Dan uh, Bill Murray's brother, Brian Murray. Okay, Brian Michael, Brian Murray. Right? Yeah, Brian. Yeah, 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 yeah. The older one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he reminds you of him too. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so yeah, so he like goes to try to get her a car to help her. And then, you know, he like, <laughs> he comes, comes back like, Oh, I'm going to get help. And then of course, Michael kills him. And then he breaks into the, the, the shack. And then he, as he's about to kill her, she wakes up from a nightmare and we find out that it's actually two years later. And that was a dream sequence that took 15 minutes to get through. Oh, he, but I thought it was an, it was an interesting, like, you know, kind of throwback to the original yeah. too. Oh, he was in the office space. Yes, he was. He was the jump to conclusions Matt guy. Yes. He was a, I feel like he was a dad. I'm a people person. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like he was a dad on some TV show as well. Probably. Or grandpa or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> right. But yeah, stream sequence, it's two years later, you know. Right. And she's in a very punk rock bedroom. How could you tell? The anarchy symbols <laughs> in the bathroom doors? No, it was the spray paint all over everything. Oh. She had all the drawers on her dresser spray painted into what they had. She had one that said socks and one that said panties. Yes. <laughs> and then there was one in the bathroom right above the toilet paper that said wipe. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, anyway, it was a punk rock bedroom. <sighs> a punk rock bathroom. It's very punk rock. Yeah. But yeah, so obviously you can see that she's taking a, a step down a darker path she's, she's drinking, wearing like, she's yeah she's like you know kind of like you know a punk rock goth version of what she was in the first one which again understandable also right? barista <laughs> yes at <laughs> uncle meets java hole yes <laughs> who who her co-worker is bria grant who i totally forgot that bria grant was in this movie i was excited uh which one was she she was the blonde one. Okay. The blonde one with the glasses. Yeah. Um, um we find out she was yeah. in she was in Heroes. She played Daphne, the the speed oh, person yeah. in Heroes. Um but we find out that Lori Schroeder's now living with uh Sheriff Brackett and the Anne. Sheriff. Yeah. yeah, the sheriff and Anne, yep. right. 
Yeah, and they and they both have like scars all over them because they obviously survived this horrific attack. Right. Um, and yeah, and they apparently don't eat meat now. And yeah. <laughs> And ridiculed the dad for everything he's eating, drinking, not uh, whole wheat pizza crust, blah 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 blah. Right. They turn well, hip, I they mean, turn punk, fair, that's punk like hipsters. That's like, well, that's like typical teenage girl behavior. Punk hipsters. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. no, like you know, <laughs> deciding that they don't want to do anything and then preaching yeah. to their parents about why they shouldn't be doing things. That's that's normal teenage girl behavior. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, yeah, we just basically like get to see like a slice of her life at this point. Um, We do see like a a sequence. um, I think actually I think this was before the hospital is where they like they pack them in the coroner van and then the coroner van like crashes. Yeah. Um, He escapes and and he sees his mom and a white horse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a, go- a ghost version of his mom, and yeah, there is like a flashback back to like the um, discussing dreams and what the white horse right. means. Yeah, when he was a kid back in the in the in the sanitarium. Yeah, like yeah, the, him like seeing that the her dressed in white with the white horse is what's going to bring them back together as a family. Whatever. Yeah, right, right, um, and that's going to be a theme as the as the movie goes on. Yeah, and and he wanders away maskless. See his face pretty well. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. Then, then there's like, uh, do they? No, do they? Yeah, they. Sh- this is about the time they show like when he gets attacked by the good old boys, right? Yeah, is that later? Yeah, that's yeah. it. He's, he's so it's like, like yeah, on, Bobby Elvis yeah, wandering on, <laughs> wandering onto his their property. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it's like, yeah, two good old boys. One of them, is, whom is Bobby Elvis. <laughs> um, if, you, <laughs> if you've ever seen Sons of Anarchy, it's Bobby Elvis. Anyway, um, so it was uh, Bobby Elvis, like his daughter, and then his buddy or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, he's like this big giant. Like he's got like a big old beard now. And he looks like a you know like a mountain man. Like he's been living off the land, oh, you know, for two I years. Like to have a big old beard, do you? <laughs> <laughs> the mountain man. It was dirty. That was a dirty beard. Yeah, it's fair. Mine's mine's clean. Thank you very much. <laughs> um. So yeah. So they're they're like you know, uh, you know, tell them get off our property, get off our land. You know, and they beating him with a tire iron and a bat. Um. And you know, predictably, he like you know pulls out his mask, puts his mask on, and then just like murders the shit out of all of right. them. Right. And I think that that's kind of like woke him up to being Michael Myers again. Yeah. And then he went. Yeah, <laughs> kind of decided to go back to uh, society. Right. What we have to point out in here is that uh, at this point, Laurie's starting to have some hallucinations, acting out Michael Burst, and she's able to have this like weird psychic connection because he's eating the dog. And she, yeah, she's yeah. Able as, to feel as he it like and throw up from like that sensation. Right. 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 Yeah. So it's like they're kind of sort of like uh channeling um what a five yeah so where uh jamie had the psychic link with Some, him somehow kind of. somehow Lori touched the thorn tattoo and they have the psychic link now yes right elements yeah. of that yeah. are so right 
Right. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't like stress it as much as they do in the other one. Like Loomis does not tackle her onto a bed (laughs) (laughs) and demand demand her assistance. No, that doesn't happen. But yeah, it's like, it's like stuff like that. There's periodically throughout the movie where she has like, kind of like seizure freakouts. So where she's obviously like having some kind of psychic link to Michael in some way. Right. Um, And in the meantime, we're finding out that Dr. Loomis has become the worst child psychologist and wrote a book. The Devil's Eyes, uh, <laughs> um, and is right. doing these tours and book signings. He meets at one signing. He's in the Haddonfield promoting this book, where arguably like fifty people just got killed two years ago. Yeah. Um, which seems very reminiscent of Stream Two. Uh, but right. uh, uh, Linda's dad tries to kill Loomis. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, Loomis gives Sheriff Brackett the book, and he's reading it, and he gets to a picture of Lori. He goes, oh, no. He's trying to find Lori and all this stuff. Because Lori gets the book and then realizes that this is how she finds out that she is Angel Myers. Right, you know Michael Myers' sister, yeah. which sends right. her down even a bigger spiral. Right, yeah, because in the first one, like you know, we as the audience find out right. um, the sheriff knew, and Loomis was told by the sheriff, so we knew all that. Right, but yeah, she herself never found out. Which is it? But this is her how into she found out. Even bigger spiral, and at this point in time, right. I don't think she says coherent words. The rest of the movie. <laughs> Uh, that's fair. That is, that is very fair. Um, but yeah, she obviously like, you know, she's having a bad time before this point, you know, they show her like therapy sessions. And again, I I mean, it's understandable why she's having a bad time. I mean, like horrible things happen to her. You need time to process that two years is not right. Um, so yeah, so she's having a bad time, obviously. So this is just, you know, while she's having this bad time, this kind of pushes her over the edge. And not only that, but yeah, she's like, you know, took more meds than she was supposed to. And so now she doesn't have any meds and her doctor wouldn't give her any more. So now she's got to like deal with this without her meds, which is like, you know, way worse. Oh, so it's yes, like, yeah, she's like absolutely spiraling yeah, down a very, very dark path. So yeah, so she goes to her friends from um, uh, <laughs> Uncle Meets Java Hole. Right, because she, she, she blames... Annie for knowing that she was the princess of the sheriff, you know, accusing her of knowing and not telling her. So she's like, I'm out of here. Right. Well, I mean, to be fair, Annie did not know. She is just being a bitch. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So then she goes to their, the, the even more punker, more hipster coworkers at the coffee shop. Yeah. Correct. Um, and yeah, and then she's like, you know, having a breakdown and, and stuff. And then she decides that she wants to party. Yes. <laughs> to, to forget about everything. I mean, she wants to drink more. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So she wants to drink and she wants to go to a party. So they all dress up as characters from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm a um, girl dressed yeah, as a one. man who's dressed as a girl. You're, you're Dr. Frankenberger, <laughs> right? Just say yeah. you clearly yeah. you're alluding to it. We know who well, you are. She was getting she was getting off on the description. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, Dr. Frankenfurter and Roxy and then I forget what the other one with the little hat is. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway, so they they all go to this party and they're all, you know, having a good old time. And then um as they go to this party, Michael 
like shows up at the house, um, kills the cop out in the front who was like the sheriff sent to protect his daughter, yep. Annie. Right. Um, so he gets killed and then he breaks in the house and he like, you know, brutally attacks Annie. Um, you know, but we don't quite Just get to see the end, but we do know there's, yeah, we know there's blood and knife and, and whatever. Well, I, I think, I think Lori in her drunken state gets those flashes, not realizing what's going on. Right. 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 With her psychic link. Cause she's able, if she's enacting the murders, there's no way she didn't have some part of that. And, but she was so hammered. Right. I mean, she got. Well, she did have like one of her fits. Yeah, Yeah, like epileptic fits. It was just in the middle of a party with a band, so not many people noticed. Uh, In the meantime, one of her friends is in a van with a guy who clearly has never had sex before. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Right. Because he's like talking about all the stuff and like can't seem to figure out how to get the process going, even though she's trying to lead it. And like these are hey man when, when you're you know <laughs> awkward socially okay I feel for the poor guy yeah I've I've been there it's not often that an attractive woman is like throwing herself at you especially if you're know, that nerdy dude oh right? he's clearly a giant nerd oh yeah I mean obviously but you know I, I feel for that oh, guy it's not like we're not giant nerds too <laughs> well I, you know I'm just saying. but yeah um so he has to go pee and she makes a joke about golden showers blah blah blah. And then he gets killed. And then she yeah. gets killed. Yeah. And then he leaves the party. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this right now. She gets killed in probably the least savage way of any yeah, one of these two did. movies. And he just like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I'm like, oh. Actually, I don't even know if she died. Who knows? We, because they never went back to her at all. She, I mean, out, she like, gets choked out of the movie. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, yeah. But I'm saying, like, Annie got stabbed the shit out of it. She wasn't dead yet. I mean, she does die, you know, later right. here. Well, basically in the next scene. Yeah. She does die, but, like, then they never, like, confirmed if she was dead or not. And, again, with, with how light – oh, I, I mean, obviously he's a giant, strong guy, but, like, with how light that attack went, she might have survived. I mean, Annie survived the first one. Right. Well, I mean, with, with this with this shit, she probably was used to some light choking. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. She was very sex positive. Yes. yes. Um, so they go back to, you know, her friend brings her back home to, to Annie's house, and that's when they discover the bathroom was painted with blood. <laughs> yep, yep, the bathroom was painted with blood, and she sends Bria Grant down to um, call the police. Yeah. Uh, Michael is obviously still in the house. He grabs her. Well, as she's calling the police, she manages to get out the address, and then he grabs her and murders her. Yes. Um, yeah, so then... Um, Obviously, Lori comes downstairs, uh, see that Regret is murdered and there's blood everywhere, and then, you know, I believe is screaming for the entire rest of the movie. <laughs> she, yeah. yeah. She's so not great, but, <laughs> but yeah, she's uh, definitely there. And, and, you know, Annie dies in her arms. Uh, you know, Lori escapes, and then, you know, the you get your typical a phone call came in, sir. Okay. It came from your house. Yeah, that's like a big trope, right? Of, of any well, sheriff. Okay, 
Here's the other trope, too, is she flags a car down, and the guy, oh, I'll help you, I'll help you, oh, come on, get in the car, I'll help you, oh, no, I've been murdered by the guy who's been chasing you, because I'm taking fucking forever to get moving. Right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so yeah, he gets fucking murdered, and Michael just picks up the car yep. and just rolls it down the yeah. hill. <laughs> so yeah, she gets injured, and then he just, like, pulls her out and then brings him to his, like, creepy shack that he was living in. Yes, his murder shed. <laughs> yeah, his weird murder shed that he was living in in his mountain man outfit. Yeah, and then um, you know, uh, Lori wakes up. She's still hungover, but then she's then she actually starts seeing the ten year old or eleven year old Michael, her ghost mom, and right. she's able to communicate all its stuff and like. Yeah, and Sherry Moon Zombie's role was call me mommy, call me mommy, right. call me mommy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, to be fair, like the, she had a weird flash when she was having her first episode when yeah. she was partying. Of, she had her first flash of her, so she saw her a little bit, but it wasn't wasn't bad. But yeah, at this point, yeah, she is like full on in a psychic link with Michael Myers. So he, she can see the mom that he sees and she can see the, the 10 year old version of right. her that, that she sees. And yeah, to the point where like the, the 10 year old version is like holding her down. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, then like Loomis sees this, you know, hostage situation unfolding because the police do chase him down and, and surround the building. But, you know, they know she has a hostage, so they don't want to, he's feeling a little bit guilty for cashing in on all this stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, because he went on the Chris Hartwick show. Yes, with Weird Al. With with, with Weird Al. Michael Myers. You're talking about the Canadian. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they basically like made him look like the asshole that he is. Right. You know, for just cashing in on this thing. So yeah, he basically watches the show, sees himself for the asshole that he is, right. and then decides, okay, well, I, you know, this is my chance to do something good. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and try to talk Michael down. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so he goes to the place, you know, the, the sheriff punches him with fair, you know, enough. Yep. Um, and then he uh, basically just runs into the place. And then he sees her, like, freaking out, rolling around on the ground. And he's like, come on, we got to go. And she's like, I can't. They're holding me down. And he's like, no one's holding you. Yeah. It's in your head. So, yeah, at this point, we know that she's, like, you know. Full on. Full on psychic link to Michael. Yeah. Whatever. Bad things are happening. Yes. <sighs> So, yeah, so uh, Michael, you know, Dr. Lewis is, like, trying to convince Michael to let her go. And Michael's reaction is just to, like, throw him through the fucking wall. Um, so they throw him through the wall. They both go outside. Um, Dr. Lewis is essentially, you know, hurt to the point of death. Uh, but as soon as he stands up, then he gets shot the shit out of, like, akin to the end of, of Halloween 4. Well, right? yeah, we have to remember. Michael Myers tells speaks and goes die. Okay, that's not that's like the, the one word he says <laughs> is die, which if you would, you know, take a poll to like okay, Michael Myers didn't talk, but if he did talk, what would he say? Yeah. Number one answer on the family feud board would be die. So it's I don't really count as talking. Right. Like yeah, it has two lines, and one is die, and one is Ugh. <laughs> so <laughs> right. That's all he does. Um, so yeah, so he gets you know shot a lot by the police, um, and then after he gets shot all up and falls down, and then Lori comes out like in this like weird trance state, yes. 
and like and goes to pick up Michael's knife, picks it up, and then you know one of the cops shoots her, and so then a bunch of the cops shoot her, and then as she's like you know she falls back, and they show all three of them, uh, Loomis, Michael Myers, and Laurie Strode all on the ground, and then it just and then it ends. No. Yes. She's she's wakes up in seemingly a psych ward. Well, okay. The real world version okay. of this ends, and then in her head, she's in like a really long white hallway where she sees her ghost mom with the white horse. Yes, and she's smiling and starting to look like the quiet Michael Myers. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's. I, I, I do. Um, I mean, yeah, since sorry, I'm just gonna roll into my my first thoughts here. I thought it was interesting how um, they he kind of pulled in elements from all the other yes. movies. Like obviously, Halloween two was the the hospital beginning, yep. right? Uh, I mean, Halloween four was the all the cops shooting him, yep. <laughs> like they did in four five. They had the um, you know the psychic link yep. um, between you know Laurie and Michael, like the the fifth one, uh, and then six was the really long white hallway that they had like inside of the cult building yes. was like the same white hallway at the very end where, where she saw her mom in the white horse. So I thought he like pulled in elements of all of them. I thought that was interesting. Right. And if, if, if we, if theory wise, if we say that Laurie Strode is dead, then he also pulled in resurrection. So Loomis Myers and Laurie were all dead. Right. Um, <clears throat> So was this your first time seeing it? Or have you seen this one before? No, no, I've seen two. But I've only I only saw it once before, like right after it first came out. But, I, but what, so I've seen it before. But this is this is the, this is the but kind of, time. you know more of your first thought on it when you saw it. What did you think of it as a follow up to Halloween? Um, I, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. I mean, I liked it because I mean, this was kind of the direction that Rob Zombie was going at the time, where he was starting to like. Um, move past like his just his plain old horror exploitation that he was doing and he was starting to put in like weird kind of like um almost like like cinematic like artsy absolutely you know kind of stuff like scenes of like you know just interesting things outside of what was actually happening you know just kind of like stylistic right you know cut-ins and stuff and i I mean i thought that was like super interesting at the time but uh that was the what i what i I really liked what my first thoughts going into it was i said the first thoughts at this time was i thought it was interesting that he put the elements of the other ones in there because at that time i had not seen yeah uh i saw this one in theaters <clears throat> you went and saw this one even after how much you hated the first one <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't go with the wife i went with my buddy at that time um and we saw it and my first thought was yeah that was the worst sequel to a, a sister companion movie of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know dudes come on four five uh, and six i mean h2o and resurrection i mean all of these are argue i mean kind of Worse movies. I mean, I'm just gonna say it. They're just plain old worse than. I mean, yeah, it's it was definitely worse. It was absolutely worse than Halloween. Uh, That's a given, I think. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not as good as the original as the first one that he made. But it's. I. I mean, I like it. Part of it. Part of it seemed like a big middle finger to the studio because they were do it without him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, they didn't. He didn't want to do it at all. 
And they were like, well, you know, well, well, we want you to do it. We want you to do it. We want you to do it. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to. He's like, I told the story I wanted to tell. Like it's over. Right. <laughs> like, you know, you don't have to do it. Uh, and they were doing it. And then they were saying they were going to do it without him. And they were trying to use some of the ideas and stuff that he was throwing around when they originally did. So again, he like, he got on board um, so that they didn't do it wrong. But he also told them is like, if you, if I'm going to do this movie, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. This is going to be my movie. You're not going to have any say in it. Yeah. And that's why there's so many of these weird, goofy, interesting elements in it is because he got to do it. Right. His and way. they tried doing the same thing. They were going to do a number three and they did the same thing to him. Yeah. And luck. Yeah. But in three, he was just like, fuck. Right. Off. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, three, I mean, he was just he, like, no. on record saying that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he did. He was like, "No, yeah. I didn't want to make two, and I ended up making two. He's like, "I do not want to do another." Would you one. want to have seen his season of the witch? <laughs> Would I have? Yes. <laughs> Would everyone at the time this came out? No, because like all those horror purists were all like super angry. Did we not get it with Lords of Salem? <laughs> I like that movie a lot, but that was it's around that same time period, and it has a lot of the same elements. Right. Um, I like that. Um, rewatch, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's definitely elements of every other uh, Halloween movie in here, which is really surprising. I'm glad he didn't go with the whole hospital because I could not watch her in a full length hospital scene like that. That they did. <laughs> that honestly was awful. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing that was odd about it was just how long that dream sequence was. It might be, without the entire movie being a dream, it might be the longest dream sequence in the movie, without the entire thing being a dream. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it is It is long. And it is the first scene of the right. movie. Like, the first sequence is the dream. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's odd. But again, I, I know he did that as a throwback to the original two, which took place, again, almost entirely in the hospital. Right. Um, lore wise, though, we got the you know, because we had the opening thing about dreams from the dream runescape or something like that. I believe something yeah. like that, talking about like the white horse and stuff like that. Lore wise, I, I don't get it, I, I still don't get it, and I don't think it needs to be there. Um, I mean, it was it's just an element that they put in there. I mean, you know, because they didn't, you know. It, Oh, what are you going to just show the ghost mom? I mean, that's what everybody expects. He just wanted to put another element in there to show something. I'm sure like he or somebody he knows at the time was like super into that imagery. And they were like, oh, we can just use this. I got your stream journal. Yeah. I I can probably guess. Something like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably fair. But, um, and and again, it was probably, I mean, more or less a reason to bring his wife back. Yes. Because she was dead in the first one. And in the first one, after she died, she was not in the movie. Anymore. Yeah. Um, and so they brought her back for a little flashback in the beginning, which made sense. But like, in order to keep her in the movie enough for like his taste, <laughs> he had to put her in as a ghost, you know? So, and at least I will say something What's that? in Halloween one and Halloween two, he did not make her do that. That God awful cackle laugh that she does. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That. Yeah. That, in neither one of these movies, does, she, she did in, not do it. As baby, an awful lot in House of the Corpses, she does it on his yes. CDs. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it is, it is, it, 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 it like hurts my brain when I hear it. But she did not do it in either one of these movies. 
So that was yeah. that was good. That was a high point. But I, I, I didn't mention the first one. I feel that this Laurie Strode does some of the baby talk that baby does that Sherry that Sherry Moon Zombie does a lot. Yeah. In, in the stuff. Um and I think it's just kind of passed along to the, the Laurie Strode character of this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wonder if they did that intentionally to like kind of show them as as being related. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's possible. I just interesting point. Yeah. Um, like I said, lore wise, I know he tried to do more, but we've seen what happens. When we add more lore on top of this in this franchise. We've seen it a few times, and I think it, it, it the same thing happened with this. He fell into the same trap. <laughs> Realistically, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, there's not a whole lot there. I mean, other than bringing back his his ghost wife, right. I mean, there's not a whole lot yeah. more that's added here. I mean, other than Michael surviving and then living off the land for two years, right? Um, there's really not much lore to you know him or why he came back. There's just like a, I guess, more you get to see inside of his head more is the why he's doing the things he's doing, you know, it's because he thinks his mom is telling him. Right. And the reason we get to see that is is because Lori now has like a weird psychic link to him. So now we can see, have a little glimpse inside of his. Right. Well, maybe in five years we'll have H202. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Right. All right. Highlights for you. Um, Highlights in this one is, I like that the weird, um, like art, aspects stuff that he has in there you know like weird like kind of scenes like intercut in you know um you know just i mean just interesting like you know where they have like scenes that just go like silent and then slow motion to kind of like amplify um those moments and those you know emotions and stuff i mean there's just a lot of cool um you know just kind of movie tricks i guess or like uh, yeah you know just this stuff like that i mean i think it's 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 just it's Interesting, it's fun, it's well done. Yeah. I, I, like I can agree with that, especially when Sheriff Brackett finds his daughter. He goes, no, screams no, and then it's silent, but he's still screaming no. Right. And that is more emotionally right. impactful to that death. Right. Right, yeah, yeah, because you can tell, like, in that moment, like, yeah, his brain is shutting off. That's why we're not hearing anything. Yeah. It's because his brain is, like, done. Right. Because, you know, he can't believe what he's seeing kind of stuff. But, yeah, my major highlight, Brad Dourif. I mean, it's, it's Brad Dourif. <laughs> and it's Brad Dourif not being a greasy, slick slime ball. He's playing a good character, which is very rare for him. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. That's fair. And I liked him in that way. You know, I know he's used to that portrayal, but I think he was good playing a normal person like a dad and, and stuff like that and it's really hard for especially in Rob Zombie movies for every character not to have that element <laughs> that's there in all his stuff you know right I mean? yeah because like I said he's got that that exploitation edge to everything to where like everybody's usually messed up and, and you don't want any of them to live yeah <laughs> right right they're all terrible terrible people and they all need to die. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We also forgot the time where he attacked the strip club. Right. I mean, it, it's completely outside of the storyline. It doesn't doesn't matter at all. But yeah, he did go to the strip club that his mom stripped yes. at. 
who still had a sign up saying home of <laughs> home of Michael Myers' mom, which is been 17 up. It's like, No, at this point, like yeah. 19 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been like a long time. It's like, wow, you're still playing off yeah. of that? But yeah, so it's like, yeah, creepy owner, creepy bouncer, you yeah. know, goofy stripper, they all get murdered. I mean, a very minor thing doesn't really tie into the main Just story. another scene that had some kills. That's how I felt yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, low points for you. Um, low points is again just um, like what they did to to Lori's character. I think Annie's character showed like you know some strength to her. You know what I mean? Like you know she kind of was dealing with what happened to her by putting kind of like a hard edge. Yeah. On, you know what I mean? Like you know she was. I, mean, I don't. I don't want to say bitch because that's that's the wrong word. I would just say like you know kind of like very strong willed. You know like very like you know i know what i want and this is the way it's going to be done right kind of thing um which kind of drove her and laurie apart because he, you know as, as the movie goes on you can tell their 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 relationship is strained because they don't like each other and i think that's just because annie has kind of hardened over the whole thing you know to kind of become stronger because of it maybe a little too strong yeah. you know a little too hard-edged um, but it doesn't look like she ever like leaves her house, which is again probably you know a fear thing. I get that. Um, but you know, Lori, you know, just kind of like fell apart again. It's like she was just weak in the first one, um, and in the original Halloween two, they kind of took you know Jamie Lee Curtis's power away. Um, and in this one, I think they did the same thing where they just took it. I mean, she didn't have much in the first one, but this one, I felt like they took more away. Like I mean, she was just kind of like a. Uh, a, a witness to what was happening. Like she didn't really take part in right. the, the finale at all. She was just like screaming and rolling around on the ground. Um, and, and then eventually got what taken over by Michael yeah. after he died. I mean, who knows what right. happened there, but that was it. Like she didn't really participate in the ending. at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't, I don't like anyone that's just screaming and crying for an entire movie. Um, right. I mean, yeah, you know, dramatically, yes. From from likability or just having to watch, I don't like it. Yeah, I know, and I, and I get, man. I mean, if you actually went through the shit that you went through in the first movie, I totally understand why you're fucked up and you need therapy and you need meds and stuff. Yes, obviously, right. anyone would, right. would need to do that. I'm not saying that that's the weak part of her character. I'm just saying the weak part of her character was, was you know, like at the end when she didn't do anything, right. you know, she just like screamed and rolled around. I thought that was just poor. Like give her some redemption. Right. You know what I mean? Give her some kind of, you know, fight back or anything right. well, that's, you know take them into balls or something uh, i mean anything to fight right. back. that's what we generally like about fire girls is they have that final act of strength right it, generally they have right. it to yeah. overcome if they're going to survive they have to overcome the villain the bad guy the killer whatever it may be and yeah Lori didn't have it in the original halloween too she didn't she was just a witness but yeah, but at least she had that little moment where she took the gun and shot out his right. eyes, right? At least she had a yes. moment. I mean, yeah, I mean, she was pretty weak the whole rest of the movie, but at least she had a moment. And this, I don't feel no. like Lori has a moment. Character-wise, character development-wise, it, it there's no redemption arc. You're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she was just kind of like, you know, 
a witness, you know, she like was barely a participant in the finale. She was just there. And then at the end, when she like goes and picks up the knife, it's like, I didn't know if it was, was he trying to channel like what happened to, to, to Jamie at the end of, of four, you know, where like she stabbed her mom. Was she trying, was he trying to go down that road or was he trying to go down the road of like the psychic link was Michael was active when Michael died. So now she's Michael. I mean, I didn't know where, where it was. I mean, either one of those is not good. But I mean, they never did anything. She she didn't even like raise the no. knife. She just picked up the knife and was holding it in her hand, and then she got shot by cops, which I guess is probably a good like. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you to the studio. You know, yeah, she's dead. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's a good you know comparison to our real life police well, police, the way they would rather shoot than ask questions. Um, but yes. yeah. <laughs> I, I just felt like there wasn't there wasn't enough there. I felt like it was very lame that she didn't get any kind of, of redemption, any kind of ability to fight back, and then just ended it like right. that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so butcher knives out of ten for you. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, for this one, I will give this one uh, a seven out of ten butcher knives. Seven. Wow. Seven, yes. I like this movie. Not as much as the first one. Obviously, I think the first one is done better, but there's a lot of elements of it that I do like. There's some that I don't, but a lot that I do. Yeah. For me, this was a debate after watching this before doing this podcast, discussing with the wife. What was the worst one? Was Resurrection worse? Was this one worse? Or was the new Halloween Ends the worst one? This is definitely bottom three for me. Of the 13. <laughs> um. <laughs> Again, I mean, for me, it's better than four, five, six. It's better than HTO. It's better than Resident Yeah. I haven't seen the other three yet, so I can't compare those. Uh, I'm going to rewatch Billy. I don't really, I don't want to rewatch this one. I want, I want to rewatch the first one. I don't want to rewatch this one. So this is going to be like the dreaded rewatch at the point. So uh, I'm going to a four. <laughs> Uh, that's fair. That's your opinion. It sir. is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um. So now we have those kind of there. We're keeping tally of these, you know, with our, our butcher knife stuff like that. It's theory time. Uh, do you have any theories either from the Rob Zombie or from season of the Witch? Do you want to compare your Loomis and the Rob Zombie versus the Loomis and the? See if there's anything there I mean, that's similar. I mean, there's there's really not. I mean, other than they're both child psychologists. I mean, they're, they're really totally different characters. Like I said, the Loomis in the original, um, you know, Thorn <laughs> timeline is uh, terrible. Yeah. He is a, a terrible, terrible child psychologist. He barely does anything. He never does anything psychology-esque at all. I mean, he's just like, walks in, this guy's evil. You need to kill him, you know? Don't talk to him, <laughs> you know, don't try to reason with him, just murder him immediately. And that's like just highly suspicious. And that's again, that's like, you know, my theory for those original ones is like, you know, Loomis is the guy telling this story. Loomis is the guy saying that this is what happened. Right. Um, I don't believe that guy for a second. And this Loomis, is he is he shady? Is he slimy? Oh, yeah, definitely. And you can tell the first scene he comes in, he's wearing that, like, you know, he's got, like, his hair all slicked back, and he's wearing them, like, goofy glasses, like he thinks he's a fucking rock star. I mean, yeah, the guy is an ass. I mean, he's not a nice guy. He's a very, like, you know, 
slick dude just trying to make some money, but at least he is a psychologist. At least he, you know, acts like a psychologist. He actually attempts to help Michael. He's like recording sessions. He's trying to like, you know, talk him through like, Oh, what do you think about what happened? You know, stuff. I mean, at least things that showing is uh, actually kind yeah, of a psychologist. Right, saying we don't have, I thought we didn't have secrets with each other. Right. I mean, just stuff like that. You know, he's trying to be a psychologist. Uh, yeah. Does he end up being a shitty psychologist? Yeah. But again, uh, what in this one, like when he hears that Michael is, is coming back, like in the first one, he comes back to try to help. Yeah. You know, cause he's like, well, I was his doctor for a while. I'm not, I wasn't anymore, but you know, maybe I can be of assistance. Right. Um, and, and the second one, he's even sleazier because he's trying to make money off of all this horrible shit. No. <laughs> um, you know, and he, and he ends up like, causing a lot of it because he you know again calls out Lori being you know th- his sibling without notifying her or notifying anybody around right. it's really shitty now do you think do you feel that maybe Rob Zombie shares your theory and he's this is his way of saying that Loomis is a piece of shit with especially his betrayal in the number two of this one Um, I mean that's fair but I, yeah, I think that he also saw how bad of a psychologist he was <laughs> in the original ones. And yeah, he wanted to show him actually being a psychologist instead of just some crazed guy who says, Shoot. right. So yeah, I, I, he probably saw that as a plot hole, just like I did and decided to, to work it Which out. Which Loomis is the worst. Are you still going with Donald Pleasance, Dr. Loomis, or are you going to go with? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with the Donald Pleasance, Dr. Loomis, because in my personal theory, <laughs> He did terrible things to Michael and made him the way that he is. <laughs> this Dr. Loomis, although being a shitbag, he was actually trying to help. Well, arguably not in number two, but it's all for himself. Oh, I mean, he tried to help at yeah. the end. I mean, yeah, he was an asshole for the whole rest of the movie. But again, he realized what of an asshole he was, and he went out there to try to help, even though he knew his life was in danger and ultimately paid for it with his life. Right. Which we could argue that the original Dr. Lumber should have also paid with his life. Yeah. In theory, he did. In theory, Curse Michael Myers, in theory, he died there. We don't know. It's uh, it's kind of thought that's, you know, where he, the house he was living in was where the nurse was taking care of him a couple of years prior. He died a couple of years prior, and he died at the end of Curse Michael Myers. We don't know. Um. Right. So, do you have any other theories? You want me to get into my? No, there's not really any theories to have here because, again, there's enough backstory here right. to tell you the story to where there's not really you, you don't really need to make a theory to make things make sense. <laughs> they just they kind of make sense the way they are. Obviously, Halloween too has a lot of weird artistic and and interpretive elements, but right. um, not, I, I don't I don't think it's fair to have a theory about them. I just I think they're you know interesting. A lot less room to theorize about. Correct. Other than whatever theorize about the white horse and all that, that beginning and ending of the movie. Um, right, right. So, for me, my uh, my continuing theory of, and this is not with the Rob Zombie, this is with Halloween 3, is this is still one timeline. I'm still sticking with that. Um, my argument, when you talk about, you, we see Halloween, the 1978 classic, being you know, trailer and a brief glimpse of you hear the piano on the TV at the gas station. 
Um, I would argue that because we see this in the real world, I think we discussed this before, it might have been offline, um, that we make movies about serial killers all the time. You look at all the stuff on Netflix now, all the Dahmer stuff. We do this in our real world. And we make movies about that. We make movies about Ed Gein, about John Wayne Gacy. So in this world, why wouldn't we say the same thing happens with the this you know the original events of Halloween that it just they happen to make it into a movie so that that stuff happened and then what they're watching on TV is their version of the events in the movie form so Dr. Loomis's version of it well yeah it could be why not <laughs> why not Doctor, it's one timeline. Doctor Loomis exists in Halloween three, <laughs> and he seems like the asshole that would cash in on the checks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of guy would, you know, <laughs> molest the child and then murder people so they don't find out. Yes. Right. So that's my that's my theory. Is this is the same universe? It just so happens that we what we think is an Easter egg is a movie reenactment of the events. That's fair. So if three yeah. happened, how come they didn't talk about all the children that became bugs and snakes <laughs> in the fourth one? <laughs> they don't have to. They don't talk about Halloween 2 happening. <laughs> I mean, that would have been a huge event, man. That would have been like in the Marvel Universe not talking about the snap. I mean, we, we have a <laughs> Marvel course, Universe where they don't talk about this. I'm just, saying. I'm just saying, like, you, we assume that the plan happened and went through fruition in Halloween 3. At this theory, then it didn't. No, so in this theory, the, him yelling stop it 20 times at the screen actually forced it. Right, to we all know there's a set number of times he tells someone to stop before they stop. Yeah. He, he reached the number. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and I want I want to know what number he would have called that was able to cancel every channel. Like, he would have had to call each channel individually. Like, there's no, like, all channels number that he called. Okay, so they argue that this is a, that millions of children will die in that. I would argue that they don't, that this small company probably doesn't have that global of a reach. That's isolated to a, a, a community. Wherever they were, California. Uh, well, I mean, that one, well, yeah, that one takes place in California. So, so, you know, maybe it's only the local radio station. I mean, it didn't seem big enough to have a global or countrywide release of the masks. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair. Uh, I'm just saying, like, you know, if, if there's like a, a, a mass murder event, like people talk about it <laughs> for right. years. And if it would have been at that scale, I mean, cause you're talking, how many people do you think would have died because of that? Uh, I mean, it, it really just depends, right? We don't know the area affected. So it's a hard determination of that. Okay. Well, I would say at the very least thousands. Okay. Sure. Right. Like what is right now the biggest mass casualty event that happened with civilians shootings well no 
You're talking about nine eleven. Well, I'm just saying. You know, I'm talking Jonestown. Okay. Okay. Everybody knows about Jonestown, yeah. right? That was only nine hundred people. So you're talking this event would have been bigger than Jonestown, and it would have happened just a couple years ago. But why would why would people talk about that later on? As in, in normal everyday con- in the conversations we see around Halloween. Uh, well, okay. How about nine eleven? Yeah. How long were people talking about nine eleven? Like almost every day. True. So I'm saying, if this happened just a couple of years later, and this is bigger than nine eleven, yeah, people would still talk. Then the event didn't happen. Well, I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like you said, it's stopping. You see, like stopping a whole bunch of times could make it not happen. I'm just saying, it would have had to not. Happen. Well, I, I, I would say at this stance, and you'll see why after you watch the next trilogy, that this the event did not happen. The mass exists. The event did not happen. So well, the only deaths I mean, that we see that are that happen from the massive deaths that we see in the movie. And if it's that small So the one the one kid and their family and then the uh-huh. one lady who had a bug crawl yep. out of her mouth. Yeah. So that that's that's my one timeline theory that you know he st- that it was stopped. So do, do you think they ever returned that piece of Stonehenge then? Yeah. <laughs> With the holes taken sure. out of it. Why not? <laughs> like I said we'll we'll discuss those the final one timeline theory in the next trilogy. You might be able to see why I I I'm making that statement right now. Oh, we'll yeah. get there. I'll be watching it in the next yes. couple days. All right. Uh, anything else that we want to discuss on the the most hated timeline in the Halloween franchise? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, this is obviously for me way better than the rapper timeline. So <laughs> can we can we coin it the rapper timeline? Can we put that somewhere saying we came up with the rapper timeline? I like it. Yeah, we came. Up, it's called All the right. rapper. You hear? You heard it here first. <laughs> Last it's week, been yeah. coined. Okay. Um, so uh, on that note, uh, stay tuned for our next podcast. We'll be discussing the fourth part, the final part or four part on the Halloween franchise, confusing timelines. And as of right now, we're calling it the Laurie Strode reboot timeline. And this includes the original Halloween, Halloween, again, the 2018 one, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. Uh, we'll be putting this out hopefully next week on Wednesday. Um, so there'll be massive spoilers ahead for, for this. So we'll warn you again in the next episode that we have spoilers coming up. So until yet, until then, this has been Graveyard saying, have you checked on the children? Uh, and this is Sam. I'm saying long live the new flesh. <laughs> <laughs>